Blog Talk Radio. Okay, hold on. Uh, let's see if I can 
put her. Y'all remember her, the wife, when she remember when all the stuff, when Tasha K, all the things was uh, breaking out about uh, her. Let me see, get in. If I got this up. All the stuff, all the news and stuff was breaking out about her uh, and um, and her and her husband, about her husband cheating and everything like that. And Denia went crazy on everybody. She came out in a bonnet. She was talking about, uh, uh, she was, you know, everybody was like, you know, she was, I don't know, she was praying and she was cursing us. Remember this? Okay. Okay, y'all remember that when the dial was on in the war, you know, war outfit, cause like she was going spiritual warfare, and hey, I understand this, but it was like she was, she was out in these streets like she was going to war, and we was like, you shouldn't be war at war against us. It ain't us who's cheating. <laughs> we ain't got nothing to do with it. What you going on war with us? She had an army outfit and a bonnet. She was ready, okay? This was ready, okay? Now... Today, a, I mean, the completely on, and let me see, um, on, um, let me get this right, so, on uh, Denia, uh, let me look at it up here, on tonight, tonight, Denia showed, I want to get the right person, the right uh, show, Denia was on, uh, let me see, let me try again, uh, Dear Future Wifey, podcast and she did a great interview with him shout out to him great interview honey denia done put away the army suit the uh the white weapons of warfare she got her hair laid makeup flawless honey looking good okay <laughs> it's a total different denia in the house <laughs> not more with the bonnet remember she had the bonnet on everything i talked about it on the show i Talked about her having that bonnet on this show, okay? I said, hey, you, I don't know what you're going to warfare on. Denia talked a little bit about that. Uh, this interview was rather interesting. I'm going to let y'all hear a couple of pieces. Let me see if we get it. I got back to help, helping me with the kids, um, taking that on so I could really just, hey, choose between the condo you spend all your time and the family you created. What you've been through because when you deal with that certain type of personality, It'll make you have to rethink and restructure and reimagine what words actually mean because those words can be used against you. And we'll dig deep. They can, they can talk them out. They can touch however they want. Oh, you're so fun. These little touches turn into something touches. else. Some touches. Other touches. Mm -hmm. Right? There was a lot of that. There was a woman that was bold enough to sit on his lap, and he didn't even do anything about it. And I... I, I had better words from at that time because I had been in therapy, so I was practicing those tools, and, you know, it still was like, okay, well, this is part of my job, this is what comes with it, you have to be more secure, and I'm like... Okay, so let me tell y'all what Denia's talking about. 
I went a little ahead of myself. But Denia is talking about that she used to work for her husband. Chad, we're going to talk about this a little bit later, too, because I got a lot to say. Okay. Denia used to work with me because, you know, her husband was balling, shot Colin out here giving y'all advice, right? And listen, ladies, a lot of people have been dogging his advice. Hold on. Let me just say this, okay? And like they dogged Steve Harvey's advice. Let me just say this. There is a lot of people. It's like pastors. There are preachers motivational speakers, everything. There are a lot of people that give out great advice that you should probably listen to. It's like when you was a kid, when your mama, if you had a mama that said, get away from, you know, don't you be smoking, and then they, you see them lighting up a cigarette, and they smoking, you're like, hey, how's she going to tell me not to smoke, right? But it wasn't bad advice to give you to not smoke. I ain't seeing some of Derek, I was never that into Derek, but I ain't seeing some of that advice wasn't good that he was giving y'all. He just wasn't following it. <laughs> that happens a lot, okay? Now, what she's talking about when she's saying women sitting on his lap and stuff, she used to work for him. She used to go on the tours with him when he go on tour, I guess when he do book shows and everything, and she was talking about how bold women get with famous men, right? You know, they be sitting on their lap, they be doing whatever. But, see, that's when the man's supposed to check. The man says, you know, your wife is up here. Now, see, she said, because these touches can turn into something else, because she was saying they was touching on them and stuff like that. I mean, now, I this is this is my thing. I think the man should take care of that. The man should check them, okay? Check, especially somebody sitting on his lap and stuff like that. Just, you know, it depends. I'm, I'm going to say this, okay? <laughs> sitting on his lap because he's been giving out relationship advice that wasn't appropriate. But maybe if you married to something kind of, I don't know, like Chris Brown or somebody, I could see something like that. And, you know, I don't know. I don't know because Derek was kind of giving out relationship advice or something. I don't know. I, but he, knowing he was married, I just thought that was foul. Okay? So, but she was there. She was standing there the whole time because she'd be taking the pictures. And, <laughs> and so she was just talking about how disrespectful women were in that atmosphere. Now, uh, she also, let me let me put this up here, okay? I'm just gonna pay little pieces. Y'all gotta go to the dear wifey, uh, 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 dear dear future wifey to watch the whole interview. But um, let me see, where is it? Child, let me get up here. Where she? Uh, I'm trying to get this. Okay, that's a part one. Cover, uncover, and recover. To to DDI today. Okay, I haven't got to it. Okay. Yeah, let me get to the right one, okay? This is part one. Like, um, I'm secure, but it is not okay for this to happen, you know? And so that's... Okay, we're going to get to it, y'all. I'm getting to part two. I'm going to try to get to part one here in a minute. But she has some very interesting uh, things to say. Um... Let's see, is this part one? I think this is, okay? Uh, yeah. Are you going to keep it lit today? All the way. All the way. Turned up. You and I have had some conversations in the pre-interview. We've been getting to know each other for about the last week and a half. Yes. And, man, when I tell you I've been blown away by your transparency, your vulnerability. You know, you know, and social media had this way of trying to... You kind of get a range there. And so that's me pretty much in a nutshell. Um, very reserved. I'm very loyal. Um, sometimes, clearly, to my own detriment. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and so, um, that's a little bit 
Well, when you say loyal to your own detriment, has that always been the case? I feel like I feel like it has, at least in my adult years. Um, probably not so much as a child, but when I'm looking back on why that is, it's, it stems back to a root of, like, rejection and, and abandonment. Now, I totally agree with her. I agree. She went into a lot about her younger years. She talked about how her parents got together. She said, you know, they was playing video games, you know, and then a couple of months later, still months later, here she was, you know what I'm saying? So, so, and and also the feeling of, you know, of trying to chase that love. She's, it's very interesting to listen to her. But there is a few things in the interview, I, I mean, I really um, – Found very interesting. Let me see if I can, you know, let me see if I can find them here, if I can get this to pull this up. Uh, a couple of things I really wanted y'all to hear, okay? So if I can pull. Okay, let me see if I can pull this up so y'all can hear this one part of the interview. I didn't have my clips together, y'all. Y'all know how you be out in these streets, okay? I'll be trying. see if we can get it. Okay. Now this is him talking to her about uh how she knew about the different women, okay? So let me um Relationships are forged in ego, 
you know, and stuff like that. And I was like, my God, like, you know, like, oh, my God. I mean, it, 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 was, it was just a powerful thing and something that she was talking about, Nipsey Hussle was saying. And I'm going to get to that in a minute here. But listening to her, I came away with this. I didn't want to talk about how bad Derek was, okay, because I think people know that. I think people already see, you know, this man was out in these streets, okay, uh, and he wasn't, it wasn't a situation where he was cheating and he had one person and he was confused and he was this and that. This was, he had multiple women, okay, and if you listen to this interview, one of the things you discover in this interview is that, um that Denial was very aware of who he was. And that's kind of what I want to talk to women about. That's why I put the put for the the title tonight uh Denial Jackson interview uh inter, interview uh and the responsibility of women because I think it is so easy. Women not all and I'm not blaming women tonight because nobody first of all nobody likes to be uh, I've talked about this on the show. Even when we talked about Jada Pinkett, everything, I've talked about how I believe infidelity is never one story, right? You know what I'm saying? It's never people just, it's never always people just trying to be a doll. You know what I'm saying? Or some, sometimes it is. Uh, sometimes it's a lot of different other things, okay? So I... I have learned to not be as judgmental <laughs> on that subject. However, I'm going to with specifically with Derek, I think a lot of women become very judgmental and angry and harsh about this subject with men. But sometimes, and this is what I even say in the Melody Hope situation with Mar- Martell Hope. What Martell did, if you guys watch Love in Huntsville, Alabama, and the story going on with Melody Hope and Martell Martell Hope had been cheating on Melody a number of years, allegedly, with a side chick whom he eventually had a side baby about. Rumors were, were that Melody ain't been knowing about this girl back and forth for many years. And when the relationship was over, everybody was beating in Martell, and rightfully so, because, you know, Martell went and had another side baby. He wasn't very careful, right? But... I also, one of the things that aggravates me the most on the show was was Melanie's inability to say, hey, where was I at fault in this thing? Not in the cheating, but where was I at fault in the failure of my relationship? Not the cheating, where was I at fault in the failure? Cheating itself. The failure of my relationship, and you will find a lot of women sometimes will not take responsibility where they're at fault in the failure of a bad relationship, not the responsibility for somebody going out and doing something bad, you know, your responsibility in the failing, because failure of the relationship happened for cheap. So I want to specifically talk about Denia because Denia said a lot of alarming things in this interview. And to me, the alarming things were about her. 
Now, she looks beautiful. I'm glad. She looking like she's funny. She's somebody I would hang with. She is hilarious. I mean, I was like, whoa, is that the same girl I'm sitting up there talking about? I mean, you know, talking, uh, I got, got the blood. Of G- I mean, something wrong with that, but it was just like it was weird. It was strange. And she, she kind of explains that a little bit in the interview. Kinda, she was fighting for her mental life. And sometimes, listen, when you're a person of faith, I'm going to tell you this, okay, especially when I was really deeply you know, like at one time I remember years ago, you deeply in church and you deeply in the Lord. Uh, I mean, you especially when you're a young Christian, you will you will do things. You will go out and pray wherever you you don't care because you so you just like hey I just especially and even not even as a young Christian, but when you're hurting, you will do anything you know to see God. She was just saying she was trying to keep her mind, so it was making her look a little crazy. <laughs> but really, I get what was going on. She was trying to keep sanity, and so she, she, she. Even though it seems unbalanced, I think that she was also dealing with so much at that time. So, you know, I know I joked about her on here, but I said she needs to get herself together. Remember, I, I think I pulled, I got to pull that. But she, I said you need to put that balling off, honey. And she didn't get all that. She looked good. Okay, so here's the thing. To me, these are lessons that we can learn from Denia Jackson, or anybody can learn. The first thing is that people, it's one of my favorite quotes from Oprah Winfrey. I love it. Let me see if I can find it on YouTube. I got this. Tonight we're going to have a lot of quotes up and stuff like that because I just feel like we got to use them. Uh, let me put this up. If I can find it. It's one of my favorite uh her shows with her and Maya Angelou, uh, Maya Angelou years ago, and they were talking, and I thought it was so powerful. And I remember me and my grandma, we always used to, um, uh, we always used to laugh and joke about Maya. I'd be talk, I'd be acting like Maya Angelou, and my grandma would be we acting like Oprah, because I'd be like, you know, I'd be sitting in Maya's voice, Oprah, <laughs> and stuff like that. So I always used to laugh at their interviews, but this one was so good. And it was something powerful that Maya Angelou said to her, and I thought, geez, and Maya Angelou is one of my favorite, uh, you know, she, she, she even even uh, even though she's passed on, she's still one of my favorite poets, writers, everything. Okay, but she always had wisdom. So let's check this out. One of the most important lessons I ever learned, and I still am, you know, I think I know the lesson, and then I'll walk into a situation and think that's that same lesson. That is, when people show you who they are, believe them. Yeah. Absolutely. If a person says to you, I'm selfish, or I'm mean, or I am unkind, or I'm crazy, or I'm cr- believe them. They know themselves much better than you do. But no, more often than not, those of us who don't trust life say, don't say a thing like that. Mm-hmm. You're not really crazy. You're not really unkind. You're not really mean. <laughs> and as soon as you say that, the person that you know. and shows you, I told you. Mm-hmm. I told you I was unkind. So now why are you angry? This is the first lesson from Denia Jackson. When a person shows you who they say they are, 
who they shows you who they are, that's who they are. They ain't lying to you. <laughs> and you know when we and part of this I blame for Denia because she was in her twenties. In your twenties, you a fool. Okay, you a fool. You a fool, fool, fool. Most of the time, not all y'all, but a lot of us. Okay, you a fool. Twenties. Oh my God, when I look back in the twenties, I'm like Jesus. Oh God, I shudder. I mean, you, I mean. You and there's people in their forties and fifties. Don't don't get it black twisted. Fifties, sixties, whatever. Fools, okay. But in your twenties, you put up a lot, with a lot of stuff because you're trying to, in your head, develop. <laughs> you're trying to learn to develop relationships, and you're trying to learn how to develop how to interpersonally relate to people, and uh, and you may try anything you're going through. Plus, you're coming out of childhood and. You're trying to understand yourself as a person and what you grew up in. You know what I'm saying? So so a lot of things you tr- chasing sometimes in your 20s are a result of childhood trauma, even in your 40s and 50s, okay? You know what I'm saying? 60s and 70s. Sometimes it takes a lot of people a long time to get out of it, okay? But it's the result of, of, of crazy thoughts. And one of the things is when people tell you who they are, believe them, okay? Man, I don't know how many, when I was in my 20s, dudes who I dated who was bums told me they was bums ahead of time. <laughs> I ain't a, I ain't crap. But I thought, you know what I'm saying, oh, you know, I could, I could change the game. You know, because I thought I was that just that fly. But he was like, hey, uh-uh, I'm a bum. It's, it's a lot of them that said, I'm, I'm a bum. <laughs> But I didn't believe him. I was like, no, you're not a bum. You're a sweet person. Don't say that. And they eventually proved that they were bums. <laughs> I remember I had one person I dated, and I called him Lucifer. I mean, I call him Lucifer now. But when I was dating him, you know, he kind of told me, I'm like, he kind of told me, I'm evil. I'm the devil. I'm like, yeah. And then he was the devil. He really, literally, he was Lucifer. And I I, I stick to it to just say, Lucifer. <laughs> oh, he told you. He, he told you. So this is the thing about Denia. Denia was in this relationship with this man. This, she said at one point in the relationship, right, she was going with him. She met him in college. First of all, she met him after a traumatic event. She had been raped, okay? Raped. And women, I will say this all the time. If you've had trauma in your life, like a rape or something like that, do not try get go get help. He That joker showed up three weeks after this situation and incident had happened, and she hadn't told anyone, okay? And... Sometimes spiritually what's happened to you, you don't sometimes understand that spirit is still over you. I remember me and some friends were talking, and they were telling me about their situations, about rape in their lives. And one of my friends said that for her, two of them, both of them, said it happened three or four times. And we were talking, and he was like, what do you think? Why do you think that happened? And all that said, well, you know, we can't answer things. You know, we don't know, I said, but spiritually, I said, you might have been carrying an energy of that drew them spirits to you because you wasn't dealing with the spirit. You wasn't dealing with what happened to you. And so, and so instead of healing 
and dealing with what happened to you, you go into, you, you put it away, which is easy for women to do. Listen, because that's such a horrible, traumatic event that you you attract, attract a, another person in your life that's the same kind of energy and the same kind of spirit. And I noticed one of my friends had gotten raped by a person she didn't know, and then she attracted two more that raped her that she did know. And I feel like with Denia's case, there was a, somebody to come to take that. She had already been raped spiritually. And, she, and so that, that energy just, it does something to your soul to where if you don't get no healing, you can't see properly. And so when he came along, she wasn't seeing him. She was in a day she was traumatized because she was raped. And he didn't know. But listen, uh, uh, but the spirits know, right, that, that these spirits that's behind people, okay? And so she started dealing with him, quickly going into, I think from what I hear, remember, and I quote, forgive me if I'm wrong, but a sexual relationship with him. She realizes that he's a player. He's got all kinds of women. This is what, They're in college. She's realizing he is a player. He's got women everywhere. So much to the point, she said. I had to laugh about it because she's in her 20s, and she was saying they was rotating. So she said they would come down the steps. She'd be going for her appointment, and and, and another one would be coming down the steps. And she was like, they was all okay with it. Listen, listen, when you're 20s, you're going to be thinking straight. First of all, it's not only just somebody who, but in your 20s, you just ain't right in your head. In my 20s, early 20s, I was dating this fool. I mean, he was so, he was beautiful. He was good looking. He was so good looking. I was dating this fool. I mean, you know, I was playing too. I was acting the fool with my dang on self. But he was, he was, he was, he, I literally came to his place one day, and I, I, I was knocking on the door, and I heard a girl in there, and he up there lying. I'm like, ain't, no, <laughs> ain't nobody here. And I'm with one of my friends, right? Oh, and they like, dang, what? Like, you know, I said, it, 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 it was literally, and I mean, we, we, I literally knew about the other chick. It, it, it was just so stupid. So he was showing who he was. He wasn't lying about it. He was like, I'm a hoe. Okay. I might be good looking, but I'm a hoe. I might like you even the best, but I'm a hoe. <laughs> right? And so the same thing, Denia. Denaya, uh, 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 this man was showing her. He was constantly showing her that, listen, um, I am a playboy, okay? And so let me see if I can get this part up here. Right, so there's a lot of women involved in that time. Let me pull it up. That time that I had a conversation with his mom, and I was like, but it's really because I just sat here and watched you have sex with, you know, or, or, you know, Okay, I'll give you that in college, uh, nine years, 
before we ever got married. So I didn't cheat on my husband, you know, but it was like, no, you cheated on your husband while we were married. I'm like, no, 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 you can't use that because we weren't married at the time, so. Did she have an emotional affair with old Did she like him? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I did not. I was dealing with, I was dealing with um, some severe heartbreak. Like, the things that I've seen there doing yeah. with other, other women at the time, and I was really um, attached to him, and then you have to think I was coming off of that rape trauma. Yeah. And so I ne- that I never dealt with, that I never talked to anybody about. And so there was a lot of turmoil that I was having. I wasn't necessarily, I wasn't thinking about, oh, baby, you know, this guy that I'm trying yeah. to be with, I'm thinking, how am I going to get this guy back? But then at the same time, I don't want to lose him. Yep. You know, but... You want to feel the pain, but don't lose him. Right. And it's like, what... Could but then you're not even speaking about speaking up about what you saw. Exactly, right? So these are all the issues that I brought into the, the, the relationship. Lack and of the fact of not speaking up was the same thing that you practiced when you were sexually assaulted. Exactly. Exactly. So it just carried, it carried over, and I didn't realize the power... Now, she's talking about how she saw him being sexual with lots of women. She saw him, uh, uh, um, um, even when she was pregnant, how she told his mom because she, she got pregnant by him. All the other girls now, listen, 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 I'm going to get the first time an accident, okay? First time I'm going to say it's an accident, okay? Y'all know how y'all chicks be doing out here, and then the fellas, some fellas too, but y'all know because me and the trappy too. But y'all know how y'all be doing, okay? She got pregnant uh, uh, while she knew he was not in a committed relationship with her, okay? Now, let me just say this, ladies. Ladies, some men will be loyal to their reputation and not to you, meaning that if you get pregnant by them or something like that, they'll feel an obligation to probably, and to me this is what I felt that she was saying with Derek. He went ahead and married her. And I think he felt the obligation to his reputation. He didn't want her out there being pregnant and everything like that. But um, let me see if I can find this other part. Um. Okay. Yeah, I And so we were off 
And so that time that we were in that time that we were off, we were we were still messing because around. Because he questioned whether or not he believed that which he was uh, sharing with the masses, uh, avoiding f boys and that type of stuff. Y'all fell out because you you asked him if you truly believe what he was saying. I asked him that, yes, yes. We it was a big thing, and we did fall out. Um, and along with the fact that there was actually other girls at the time, and so it was just all too much. And so we end up ending that, and then we we both end up moving to Atlanta. <laughs> even know mm-hmm. what that means, right? He called my mom. They don't even get along, first off, like that. So that meant a lot. Why, why, why didn't they get along? I left my phone in his car when I first met him, and he called her, and that conversation didn't go well. So, so ever since then, it's just been like a battle between between them, and I've kind of been in the middle of it. And... um it created a lot of anxiety in the relationship. So I actually, I actually. Hey, my Ms. man. Mrs. Jackson, okay, Mrs. Jackson, okay, if you're nasty, <laughs> we were just celebrating this housewarming because we just moved into this new house. So the plot was, oh, we're celebrating the housewarming, but everybody else knew, hey, engagement, but little, I knew too. And so he um, had the song play, and it was like right at mid, like right before midnight, and. It came on, and he gets down on one knee, and he's, like, proposing to me. And I'm <laughs> it was all, all, all this pain I went through. Yeah, it was paying off. Yeah, it's paying off. Uh, you know, weeping man, do it for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. All the joy. The morning. All the joy. Yeah. Do you know the bragging that I did? Mrs. My ja- man, my man, my Ms. man. Mrs. Jackson, okay, Mrs. Jackson. Okay, if you're nasty, that's what I, that was my thought. That's your thought. Right? Listen, I, I got to say. Okay, so I wanted to hear y'all. It was a variety of things I let y'all hear from that interview. But she, see how she was so happy that she won him? Now, she even says it. She said she was happy because she was thinking about all the other girls. Like, I got him. I got him. Because she got a prize, okay? Now, she, you, he ain't no prize if he out here hoeing around in these streets. He ain't the prize. the prize if he hoeing around. Is it a prize? Is it a prize? But, you know, in your 20s, you be thinking, because you be like, boy, I done finally secured the D. <laughs> in your 20s, you know, I secured it from everybody. <laughs> okay? That's what she thought she did. She was like, she said she was up there. You see, she was talking about, she was saying, Miss Jackson, if you nasty, ah, she was happy. She was like, yes, yes, girls, yes, I got them, or whatever. And, of course, he thinks he's the prize, right? And he has not changed his behavior. He has not shown her any kind of change in his behavior. He was still hoeing. She was pregnant a second time at six months. This is, I think, before the marriage. Okay? And he still got the females out there, okay? Okay, still. So this is what I want to say to women tonight because this is it's just simple. Derek never lied about who he was. He never lied. He I don't care if he said, "Yeah, I'm going to be faithful to you." If he if his actions did not show you that he was doing that, he ain't never lied. He showed you who he was, everything, and you didn't believe him. You still trying to make him, I'm still trying to make you trying to make that man a husband and he ain't no husband. He's, you know, he's out in these streets. She 
Okay, and you you should hear she was saying, hey, she was in it to win it. She was trying later on in the interview. She starts talking about how she she felt he was the big prize and she was trying to win it. Okay, because listen, Deni- and I'm saying her name is Danae. It's not Denaya. Forgive me, I said her name wrong com- completely. But Danae was saying how she she uh, she knew she was in competition with these other chicks, right? You knew she knew she knew she knew. Okay, like it wasn't no thing. She knew that this was, and she is so. There was a game going on with her too, highly manipulative game. A game where she's sitting up here talking about I'm watching him have sex with other women. I'm trying to, I'm trying to be what they are, so that I can attract him. Now, sidebar, all women, when you got, when you like somebody, you do try to lay it on, right? You know what I'm saying? You be like, oh, this is so kind of cute today. I got to be cute when I see him. I'm going to be cute. Okay, and that's that. Okay, that's, that happens, okay, when you like somebody. But when you're trying to be somebody else, that's a manipulation. You're trying to fool this man and make him think that you these other chicks, okay? So, uh, you know, I... So, to me, that shows she was, she was very manipulative in this relationship also, uh, I believe he was her self-esteem. I believe she felt like getting him was her prize, and it proved I'm something special. I'm great if I get him. I'm Mrs. Like she said, Miss Jackson. If you not Nancy, her self-esteem was tied to him. And she begins to go on and says that how when she was married to him, you know, he was. Uh, and they went on a honeymoon because, you know, he had money at that time from all the chicks, you know, that was listening to his advice and stuff. And she was talking about, man, she had never seen no stuff like that, you know. Like, it was, they was living large. They was living nice. And see, what is it? A lot of women who, with men with money, they'll put up with some stuff. Because them dollars is coming in. He'd be like, child, he might be a fool out in these streets, but shoot. At least I'm up here in this 9,000-foot mansion, square-foot mansion. Because <laughs> she said that's what they had, right? And she was head of his business. So he continues to be a, be a playboy within the marriage. She knows it. And she's the one of the head people in his business. Now, she had asked him beforehand, when y'all heard that uh, part I played in the interview, she asked him, did he believe any, before they were married, do you believe any of this of what you're saying? Do you believe any of this? And he was, and he got upset with her. That was her answer right then and there. But, no, she gets married to the dude, and she goes ahead and works for him, knowing the Negro don't believe what he's saying. Okay? Okay? So here is the thing, just hoping, just hoping for it to get better. I'm just hoping. I'm just hoping. Girls, I have. This is where I have to say. And then she go, wait. Well, let me say this right here. She also talks about when I also played that clip of where she said um, that he. Uh, uh, she was talking about her, him, him and her mother's relationship not getting along. She also talks about um, um, that uh, she had told his mother that she wasn't going to wait for him seven years. She was pregnant again, I believe, with the second one already. See, okay, second one was not a mistake. That's not my. I don't believe second ones are a mistake. Second ones are you. You might have subcon. You subconsciously, even if it was a mistake to you on the surface, you subconsciously, subconsciously was hoping that that second one would tie his ass down, and it did not. No such thing. 
And so she gets into this thing. She's hoping, she's like, she's hoping that he, and, and he's feeling a sense of I need to be responsible because, and I need to protect my reputation because I'm telling all these chicks, you know, don't mess with F-boys and stuff like that. So she, so it, so he's going to get married, and I believe she understood that pressure from him. I totally believe she understood this. So, ladies, where I'm going with this is is that women, before you get on, I, I, I'm not, I'm not I, Danae has a right to tell her story. And she, 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 to me, she's accepting some responsibility, but there's a whole lot of it I think she has to accept. And the whole, the, the big thing that she needs to accept is that this man constantly told you who he was. He didn't never lie to you. He lied, but he lied only after you, you, you refused to see, to refuse to see who he was, who he told you in the first place, and he was showing you with his actions. Yet you still had babies. You still got married. You still worked for him. You still was excited when he finally married you, even though you knew he was a cheat, talking about he was the prize and all of this stuff. And women, you have to face that you are just as responsible. This was a guy who was he he was never faithful in the nine years preceding their their nine year relationship preceding the marriage. And some women, I have seen it constantly, time and time again, where women will 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 know this. They will. I have had friends who know. They know. They know. When we was young, know that this man didn't like him. They, I say, girl, you know he he don't like he playing on you. I have one friend. He used to go back and forth between all these. Chicks. He had about five chicks fighting over. And 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 the, they knew. They knew, they knew that he was not stable, and he didn't want to settle. But they kept trying to make him, believe, just trying to keep doing all kind of tricks and, and things and, 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 and trying to make, I'm going to try to make him, I'm going to try to make him, I'm going to try to make it happen. I mean, you know. You get what I'm saying? Like, it was, it was crazy, and, you, and they already knew the score with him. So what I'm saying to women is that you can be sometimes as much as a manipulator in these relationships of players, and then you come and then you get in them these marriages with them, and you get in these uh, long-term relationships with them, and you know they have never showed any kind of faithfulness to you. But then you mad because he done always showed you who he was, and he wonder what are you talking about. Like she was coming to him now, and within the marriage, you hear her talk later on. She's come to him saying, "Why aren't you doing this? And why aren't you you this and that?" And he's looking at her like, "You been letting me like you been letting me play around for the last several years. Your actions show him who you were. You show him you don't care about him cheating. You show him that with your actions." Yeah, you were saying, I don't like, I don't understand why you're playing, but you were still staying around. You were still sticking it out, still having babies. And I think what happens to a lot of women, I had this conversation, a lot of women will, a lot of women, this is a lot of women, especially even in religion. And listen, I don't want people to just take me, take 
take that I am dissing. I'm trying to diss women. What I'm trying to say is women have to start taking responsibility. What happened is a lot of you, a lot of women will get into marriages, and and this is just pure. Even with women with no children, and it's so easy to lose yourself into a marriage. And in some points, when you come into a marriage. Both people are to lose themselves. You are evolving into something different. You have evolved into husband. You have evolved into wife, okay? And sometimes that evolution may take time, okay? You know what I'm saying? But you are supposed, you are, in some senses, you have added on to who you were before and you're you're reshaping your person. But a lot of times women will, uh, right away, they'll start having children and stuff, and they will lose their their, their sense of self and motherhood, uh, wifey, all kinds of things, but they will forget a piece of them of who they were. Forget who the guy liked ahead of time. You know what I'm saying? I, I, don't, know, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? And marriages, listen, let me just say this, okay? And then some of y'all shouldn't be, some of y'all were people y'all shouldn't have been with in the first place, okay? I mean, I, I'm, I'm not against divorce. I, I'm not against divorce. I mean, you know, I, I don't think it's, I, it's a horrible thing to happen. It's something you don't want to happen, but it's a lot of people that I understand marriage get through. They manipulate marriages. They manipulate situations. They come into it with the wrong ideas and the wrong situations. All kinds of things happen. So I'm not saying just say, but I'm just saying a lot of women will get into relationships with people, and they have foregone themselves. And 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 the thing is, is that the men have not foregone themselves. Like a lot of the men have kept their sense of who they are, and uh, they're looking across at you, past the children, and past the. Um, and, and, and past all the other things that are clouding your way, clouding the things that are clouding between you, and they will no longer see the person they fell in love with. They won't even see an evolution of that person. And they see somebody who they don't even know. But yet they've kept their sense of self. So sometimes you will have men and people, men, and sometimes it can happen with women too, but you'll have men who will go outside the relationship looking, it's like, that's not what I signed up for. We're having to, like, you know, who, we're having to the person I, 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 I got with or, or, you know, what happened here? And I'm not saying you're responsible for somebody being disloyal because you're not, okay? I'm just saying that failures of relationships start to become in little things. And some of it is forgetting about who you are as a woman. And see, a lot of women get so angry when they cheated on. A lot of these women, it'd it be really anger. It'd be very anger, betrayal. A lot of people get angry, men too. Anger and betrayal once they're cheating, just to the point where they just lose it completely. And it's a lot of it isn't because they sad about the person cheating. A lot of it is because they've invested so much into the roles of mother and wife, and sometimes just mother. Sometimes they haven't even invested a lot in wife. Sometimes women will forget about the wife part and they start investing in mother, right? And there will be a sense of betrayal because you saw, you will see the man has kept himself, but you haven't. And you have, you failed to take care of you. 
and now you mad because you're looking at yourself in the mirror and you're going, wait a minute, who am I? So if you're looking at yourself in the mirror going, who am I, what you think he doing? And I'm not saying that or she's doing, okay? I'm not saying he's responsible, uh, that's you're responsible for the cheating, but you do have to take some responsibility in the failure of a relationship. Cheating is just the symptom, okay? And in the case of Danae, Danae had saw all the signs ahead of time, but she kept trying to wrap herself in rows and lose herself. She was constantly losing herself to be with this man. To the point is he didn't even know probably who she was. Okay, because she, she showed him all kinds of people. She said she was looking at women. She knew women's body better than she knew her own. Who you think going to enjoy some, uh, uh, some, some hot sex with somebody who don't, know, who don't, even, who don't know their body? They know another chick's body. That ain't fun. No, no, I'm trying to be honest because a lot of times women don't want to take their responsibility. Yes, Derek is a bull. Derek is a cheating. He's a hoe out in these streets, okay? However, it ain't like Danae didn't know. And it ain't like Danae didn't work hard for that cheating ass man, okay? She worked her ass off for that. She worked her ass off for exactly what she got. She knew what she was going to get. She knew. She knew it. She knew it. It was just she was hoping that it would change. And it did not and now ain't no reason to be mad at Derek. Derek was Derek was doing what he always did. And that's why I want to say to you women out here who've been listening and y'all ready to bash Derek and say, oh, she's so cheap now, she's so pleasant, she's so nice. That same pleasant, nice girl, I like the name myself, but the same pleasant, nice girl, she used a lot of manipulation tactics, even though she knew he was up here playing them fields, and to me she got pregnant twice before they was married, I think. I think it was twice. And she knew he was playing around with other women. He couldn't make a choice. And she gave, she said to his mama, well, I ain't going to wait another seven years for him if he don't get it together. That's, that's all manipulation tactics. All the tactics to get this dude who did did on you what you, already, what you knew was going to happen. You show him no. She showed him no difference in her actions, and he showed her no difference in his actions. To me, this marriage was just a failure. I blame Derek seventy five percent, but I blame her about no. I'm giving Derek too much. I blame her if Derek about sixty five percent, but I give her thirty five percent because she knew the hell about what she was getting. I'm really being gracious here because I really want to say it's forty five. Um, uh, forty-five, fifty-five. Is that right? Fifty-five, forty-five. Am I counting that right? <laughs> yeah, I want to give her because I because I might even want to give her fifty-five because she knew. She went in there in delusion. He didn't. He went in there exactly. He might have been saying, "Baby, I'm gonna change. I'm gonna change." But his actions never said he was gonna change. And when you find yourself wrapped up. When a man, you had three or four kids, and you know he's been playing since before y'all got married and during the marriage and all this stuff, and you're sitting there, uh, he's just doing me wrong. No, he ain't. He's doing what he's been doing. You're doing yourself wrong.
So going back to what Laura London said, Laura London said something that I just love. And I and I want to say this because I think women will find him, and I know it's hard. It's hard to uh, uh, get to a point uh, of where you 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 get out of ego. It's so hard. It's so hard. Some, I was listening to somebody today. Um, one of, one of my favorite astrologers, um, the Quietest Revolution. She come and and I forget her real name, but she's so I love her. I listen to her like she was having Scorpio, and she was talking about how Scorpio sometimes we don't reckon we can love so deeply that we don't we 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 love so deeply whatever it is we have passion for, whether it's relationships or our our careers and sometimes we'll love it so deeply that we won't have any consideration for it but our love. I was like, Oh I mean it hit it hit hard. I was like, Oh, wait a minute, whoa Oh, that hurt. It hurt I mean it was like because, you know, she she's like, You won't have any consideration for what that thing you love needs or or wants from you. Our values from you. You'll just keep trying to overly make it happen or overly seduce it or overly love on it. You know what I'm saying? Or overly this and that. Just like, you know, you know, feel this love. But only thing that matters is your love, and you don't have love. You have love without consideration, and that turns into something else. And I was like, dang, that's deep. Like, when I look at the relationship between Denai and Derek, it really, I really don't, I understand they were both young. Derek had a womanizing problem, but I also see Denai has a person who has such deep love and desire and everything for him, which we do in our 20s. We do dumb stuff, okay, uh, <laughs> up to our late 20s or something like that, sometimes the early 30s, um, that, she, and this is, a lot of women are going to get upset with me when they hear this. And the same thing for him, because to me he was only considering himself, but he showed that that's all he was about. He was all about self. He never showed her anything different. But so was she, because she only wanted her desire. She would do anything to get that man. Any fucking thing. It didn't matter he was playing. It didn't matter, who he, it didn't matter what he was doing out here. She just wanted him to make herself feel good. Like she said, I won the prize. I got him. I got him. I got all the girls. I, I was wanting him. I got him. Okay? I, I heard so much in that interview. It's so much to unpack, but I heard more lessons for women than I did for players. Players are who they are. But I heard more lessons for women. If women came out of these relationships and said, okay, I understand he did some real foul-ish, but let me look at me. Okay, it's time to look at me. Time to look at myself. Time to look at what what did I do. And what I mean is, was she considerate enough to say, hey, I know I want him. I know I love him. Man, I I got it bad, okay? And my love is, I'm, I'm, I'm chasing what, I'm chasing it so deeply. But am I considering what's best for him? What What does he need? You know what I'm saying? What is he, he, right now he don't know what he wants. 
and real love is I need to back my act because I'm the I'm the one with my I'm the one that got my head supposed to have my head intact. I might need to back my ass up off of him because he's playing right now. He he don't know what he wants. And I need to give him time to figure it out. I don't put myself out there. He know what I, he's dealing with. He know what kind of chick I am. He know what kind of woman I am. I got my faults. I got my ish. But he know who I am, okay? It's already been presented to him. Let me back up. But did she do that? No. She kept chasing and chasing and chasing. Girls, I'm going somewhere with this. Please, this is a lesson, women. Don't get mad. Listen. She kept chasing and chasing and chasing. And she finally got what she wanted. And it had, and what nothing about it changed or nothing. I mean, that to me, she was partly a little bit selfish in that. So it brings me to Laura London, uh, where she said, um, "Let me see if I can find this." When she had an interview with Angie Martinez, and I love uh, what she uh, she said. Let me see if I can pull up the right one, okay? Let me see. I've, a lot of times, not all the time, we are in such of a, in our ego that we are in possession of another person. We're not experiencing them. We're not totally loving them and letting them be free. We think we're supposed to be together forever. It's not a spiritual relationship. Spiritual relationship is without the ego. It is we are together. I bring you up inspire you, you inspire me. Now, if there ever comes a point where I'm not inspired anymore and that now I'm in my ego, now I feel I need to possess you, now I feel the need to control you and you're mine, I'm in my ego. A lot of times, not all the time, we are in such... Okay, I love that what she said. And listen, I'm not saying that commitment is not real. Commitment is a real thing and it it should be honored, okay? Um... And, and and sometimes commitments fall out away, fall apart for various reasons. Infidelity happens for various reasons. Okay, all infidelity and cheating and stuff ain't the same. Okay, I, I hate to say that, even though it's cheating, it's all betrayal, it's all bad, it's all adultery. <laughs> I want y'all write me, but I'm just saying it all happens. There are different scenarios to every situation. Okay. In the case of Derek and Danae, I feel like there was so much ego ahead of this relationship. There was so much possession. There was so much what I want, what I desire, what I need. And a lot of times, a lot of women, we go into relationships with people we know. Okay, we be knowing. Like I said, I'm a Scorpio. I used to love that. So as a Scorpio, I love to dance with the devil. <laughs> oh, I, I'm not gonna lie. Back in the day, cause you know we we the underworld. We we be like, yeah, hey, let's take a shot. You know what I'm saying? Because we like edge. We like edgy and stuff like that. We we crazy like that when we ain't we ain't phoenix. Okay, we be like, okay, I see. You know, I know he. he he on that demon time, but you know, maybe, uh, well, maybe we can try a little demon time. <laughs> maybe we can. I, I see the horns coming out, but you know, there's a pitchfork too. Oh, but you know what? He's an angel. He's really, look at those angel eyes.
oh, there's the black wings. Oh, oh, that, who cares about those black black wings? Power to the people, right? You know, you try to make every excuse because you want your desire. And so, what I would say the lesson from Danae Jackson is is that, ladies, sometimes a man is telling you what the hell he is. He don't know what he wants. He ain't sure where he at. He ain't sure. He ain't sure. He ain't sure. Even sometimes in marriages, somebody's telling you they ain't sure. I ain't sure. I ain't sure. I ain't sure. They, you know, they like, I don't know where the hell I'm at and everything like that. Sometimes you need to get a, you need to give your spouse a break. You need to say, hey, all right, okay, you know what? They don't know where they at right now. Maybe, maybe we need to separate for a minute. Maybe we need to so they can figure out where they need to be. Ain't always easy. Marriage is different, okay? Marriage is very different because it's paperwork. It's, it's, it's all kind of stuff going on. There's kids. It's, it's bills. It's, <laughs> it's all kind of stuff. But sometimes in the course of marriage, people go through that too, okay? So, but it's different. Marriage is a whole different story. It's a whole different space. You might get somebody in a space within, you know, the context of, you know, separation or in a house separate. You know what I'm saying. It's very different. Marriage marriages is different, okay? But for people out here, before you get married and you got people and you got somebody telling you, I don't know who the hell I am, I don't know what the hell is going on, I'm out here, I'm confused, it is not for you to keep going after your desire. It's not up to you to keep going after the thing you think you want and you need. In spite of, in spite of your, your, your love should not forego their consideration, the consideration of what they need. Otherwise, you're being selfish. Denai was being selfish, and she got what she got. And so was Derek. But Derek showed that he was selfish from the get-go. Denai was trying to see a lot of you, a lot of women, you will disguise your stuff. You'll be like, see, I'm a good woman out here. I'm trying my best. I'll be trying. I'll be good. I'll be cooking for him. I'll be cleaning. i come over there and do what the other girls want. I'll be doing this and that. And the key word is other girls. You think you're doing what you want. You want him so bad, you're not saying, hey, wait a minute. It's something I ain't giving that he don't want. Bro, and let me tell you something. Quiet Revolution said that to that what's, what's her name? I'm gonna tell y'all. Y'all need to go to her YouTube. She's a great astro, uh, astro, uh, astrologist, and she does astrology and tarot cards. Let me see. More tarot card, I believe. But uh, I don't know. put it up. I can pull it up so y'all can. Uh, I really like her. One of my favorite. Uh, Astrologists to listen to, but uh, she's I, uh, she's on she, yes the quietest rev, the quietest revolution. Okay, Let's see what she right now, and the reason nothing is moving right now is because you've got to come to a realization and make a okay. decision about whether or not you truly believe that the things that you want are good for you or not, because you have this ability to like play in this, like, liminal space where you know something's really bad for you, but you still want it in an extreme way, and you're able to kind of talk yourself into it and be like, no, 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 it's, I can do it, I can handle it, yeah, make it Okay, I'm trying to let y'all hear a little bit of her. She's, uh, hold on, let me see if I can pull up. Now it's hard to go in and say, oh, well, I'd rather just screw with this a little, I wish this wasn't like this, and, you know, it would be so much more 
opinion if you were more like this. If you do it now, consciously, you know, once you once you realize and you're cognizant of the effect that you may be having on those, well, that's brutal, and you won't do it. Even if you start to do it, you'll just naturally be like, oh, I don't, I don't want to do that. So we take the blame, the pressure, the shame, and the desire off of others. Why? Because nothing is moving right now. And the reason nothing is moving right now is because you've got to come to a realization and make a decision about whether or not you truly believe that the things that you want are good for you or not. Because you and see, I just want y'all to hear a little bit of her. She's so good. You have to listen to her. Her name is uh, The Quietest Revolution. But one of, and she's beautiful, too. But one of the things is that she was saying is that, she was, you know, she's talking about Scorpios this month. And she was saying, you know, how Scorpio, we had to come to, even in careers, love and everything, is whether we'll know something is bad for us, but yet we'll still go, want it because of our desire. Or we'll know that maybe something's not right or something like that. And uh she's saying, Hey, check your check your desire, your ego, check the thing that you think you want the most, uh, or you want so bad at the door and focus on why you're wanting that thing. Focus on what is where the pain is at, what's in what's causing you to want that so bad that you forego even yourself, like, you know what I'm saying, and you forgo their consideration. And that's what a lot of times women we do. And that is so dang gone hard. And I'm just talking to the fellas do it too, but women do it more than anybody else. And then when they become the victim, when they're victimized in the situation, then they come out of these relationships and they, they stay in a victim mode and they don't, they don't focus on their self. They don't focus and say, what did I do wrong? Because when be I so well, what you mean what I did wrong? I ain't the reason my man cheated. I ain't the reason why, blah, blah, blah. What do you mean what did I do wrong? Women are not responsible for men to be cheating. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that cheating is a symptom of a failed relationship. Failed relationships happen when both parties are failing. Somebody may shoulder more to blame, but somebody, every it's always two people. So the question I and I say to women who, if you've been in a relationship like Dana, where you came out and you was getting cheated on, and all kind of stuff was happening, bad things was happening, I say to you, first of all, nobody's a possession, nobody you don't own nobody, and everything like that. You understand? Hey, this life. It wasn't the way I wanted it to go. It didn't work out or whatever like that. However, what could I do the next time so that I can ensure that I don't end up in these type of situations? Where did I fail myself at? Not where did they fail me. Where did I fail myself at? Because when I heard this interview, it's so much to unpack, but deny was constantly failing herself. And I hear this from women time and time and time and time again, where they have constantly failed themselves. Because, not because they thought they was the better woman, or they thought this and that, and they thought this and that, because simply because of ego, one. Secondly, your desire to have something, 
outweighed the consideration for that other person. You didn't care how you got it, just as long as you got it. And then you were surprised that it started treating you like dirt. When you shouldn't be surprised because it's been treating you like dirt all along. Okay? So that's just what I wanted to say. That that interview was very good. If y'all haven't heard it, uh, y'all should go hear it. I thought it was an excellent Excellent uh, interview. I'm pretty sure. I wonder if she's going to write a book or something. She's very interesting to talk to. I love to see her in a different setting, talking to people and stuff like that, too. Um, but I do hope that, that, that there there comes some realization, in my personal opinion, about um, – and I think she was she, – she wasn't hiding that. I think in some senses – she was coming to a little bit of that conclusion, and she said there were some things I just didn't do right. But I also believe that a lot of times so many women, I saw it in the comment section, women were so quick, like, that's a good woman. They were trying to blame uh, Derek. But I was like, why y'all, uh-uh. I don't know if it was such a good woman. I saw a woman who was strategically going hard. I'm not saying that she didn't have good intentions, that she didn't love him. I believe she loved him dearly. I believe she loved him too much where she could, like, she didn't have any consideration for him. And then that becomes something else, like possession, obsession, and all kind of other stuff. And it's like, hold on. Okay, what's, how do I be considerate? What does he really need right now from me? Now, men going to keep taking the sex if you don't keep giving it to them. They ain't going to say no. You know what I'm saying? You have to make the decision. And what what do I need of myself? A lot of y'all married men right now. Y'all y'all say y'all know they dogs. Y'all know they absolute dogs. And y'all sitting up here blaming them for being a dog when you knew he was a dog from the get go, but you didn't even care. You just wanted to get in it any kind of way you can because you thought that somehow. Uh, uh, saying I do is going to magically change his ass Or uh, having a baby is going to magically change his ass overnight Nope, didn't change Now what responsibility are you going to take For putting yourself in this situation For you dancing with the devil Okay your, Where your responsibility at? I just want to know Okay Girl, he's just out here He a, he a hoe, he out here playing and everything Girl or even some of you who are divorced and left the men because of that, and you still blame them for the relationship, and you don't see no fault, you don't have no fault in it. Uh-uh, nope. And you know he wasn't he wasn't right to begin with, but yet you still kept chasing. Because we got a lot of that that be happening now nowadays, and then we want to sit here and blame uh, men for uh, our failure. To see clearly when uh, somebody when they're telling you and showing you who they are. All right, man. When I come back, I'm gonna hit on some of the topics I, I failed to talk about last year. But I wanted to get that straight. I just wanted women to take some responsibility. And I, I didn't want. I, this is not a bash women and celebrate their. And I want to say this again. Just because Derek did horrible things doesn't mean his advice wasn't good, okay? No, because a lot of people are equating his advice with um, uh, uh, um, with his advice 
with um with with uh with his lifestyle. There listen, you can go to church often on Sundays and hear a preacher talk and say some good words and stuff like this and they be struggling with the very thing you struggling with. They struggling with that very thing they talked about. Sometimes people just be trying to preach themselves up. You can have, like I said, your mom and them used to tell you, don't you go out, don't you smoke no cigarettes, and they have a cigarette hanging out their mouth. It wasn't bad advice. You shouldn't smoke. Smoking gives you cancer. And my little cousin, when she was a little baby, my, my mom was used to, my mom was smoke. My mom was outside smoking, and my little cousin came up to her. She like six. She said, "You smoke, you die." <laughs> so it wasn't bad advice. It, it, that's just facts. Even if somebody grew up and started smoking or something, she was smoking, and you still facts. You smoke, you die. You smoke. Smoking causes cancer. Okay, but that doesn't mean Derek. That the, Derek is just Derek just can't apply. They ain't applying the stuff to his life. Sometimes people can give good advice, but they be they they don't be so good on taking. I mean, I had that sometimes in my life. I can give people some great advice, and sometimes I'm struggling with some very stuff because I'm trying to figure it out. And sometimes I can say something to somebody, they like, oh yeah, I get it. Ooh, and I be like, well, girl, I'm still trying to get it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, or something like that. So it doesn't mean people, if somebody say, hey, if a big person tell you, you know, somebody who who, who plus size tell you, girl, quit eating them cupcakes, you're going to get fat. Okay, and you look at them and you know they fat, don't mean their advice is bad. You do need to quit eating them cupcakes or you're going to get fat. You get what I'm saying? It's, it's not wrong. And I'm not saying I'm not saying that sometimes Derek don't make some sense in some of his commentary he was saying, okay? He just wasn't a good husband. Partly because partly because he lured her and she lured him into a bad relationship. They both were luring each other into crap. Him for his reputation, her for her desire and her need. Okay, I said what I said and I ain't gonna change it. Okay, y'all don't like it, y'all don't like it. But it's facts. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. If you out here and you know a dude is a player, you know he ain't sure. And, fellas, it's okay to be honest. Like, it's okay. Man, sometimes honesty is the best possible. Yeah, they'll still keep coming out of your ass, okay? Some women don't give up. <laughs> right? But honesty is the best policy when you sit down. Hey, this is where I'm at. Same thing with female players out here or female chicks out here who have, you know, going back – Sometimes, like, you know, you just got to say, I'm not sure where I'm at to a person who you date. And I understand, listen, sometimes all the way honest, Conversations, real relationship conversations are the hardest thing to have in the world because you sometimes don't want to hurt other people. It's always hard, okay, to tell other person, I'm, you know, she, I'm not sure. And some of y'all need to figure out, y'all can't, y'all need to figure out how to have conversations, right? You need to learn interpersonal skills. You need to figure it out within yourself before you discuss it with another person. But the thing is to take the time to see what's inside of you before forcing something and you be like, dang, you got a mess on your hands. 
All right. So we gonna go to break, and when I come back, I'm gonna talk to some of you, talk to y'all about some of this stuff. Y'all that last week I forget forgot to talk about, and um, I'll be back in a moment. We gonna go listen to a little bit of Latoya Luckett in the name of love. It's the CC show. I'll be back in a moment, y'all.
how some of y'all be rolling out here. <laughs> that is just be good to me, the SOS band. <laughs> oh, that's fun. It's so much. It's so. I'm just one of my deals on that. It's so much different to that fuck. <laughs> I'd rather have a piece of you than to have nothing at all. Okay, just be good to me. I don't care about the mother chicks. You just said be good to me. What child a mess? Okay. All right, so we are back on the Carolina Chadwick Show. We had t- I talked about Derek Denai Jackson interview uh, and my thoughts on it uh, and the responsibility I feel of women. So I hope you guys you guys can have to check that out in the archive show. Um, I do want to take a moment because oh my goodness, we lost Tina Turner this week. Oh my goodness, let me talk about Tina Turner. <sighs> Man. I have often been a big fan of Tina Turner's for a while. Uh, I my my favorite songs I have I have like three like three Private Dancer, Wildest Dreams, and uh, um, oh my goodness, um, the two people oh two people oh my god. I don't have any up Tina Turner up. I'll probably play some sat maybe Saturday. But my first time I took my mom to see Tina Turner. My first time seeing Tina Turner. I've seen Tina Turner. I think I've seen Tina Turner twice, two or three times. Listen, I was like, she had to be in her 60s at that time. I ain't never seen nothing like that. I, Beyonce, all of them. Let me, let me just say this, okay? All of them. I've seen everybody. I've seen a lot of people in concert, okay? Listen, this was a 60 some. And Beyonce, them, they all got, they get a lot from Tina, okay? And Tina, Janet, all of them, okay? But this woman came out, and I saw her background dances. I mean, they were fucking hard. Listen, I saw the little young girls leaning up against, you know, stuff when her break time, and she'd be coming out, and she'd be talking, hey, everybody. And, you know, she and she and she was still moving it and dancing and everything. She wasn't tired. I was like, uh-uh, uh-uh. That background dancers was up there leaning up against something, tired and stuff. But Miss Tina, honey, was Bopping and dancing harder and better than any of them people at six of years old and looked good. Legs was fire. Face was fire. She looked like she was in her 40s. I mean, 30s or 40s. She was looking good at 67 years old. I say 40. She looked great. I'm telling I'm t- you, I had never seen that. Like, I said, what the hell is she doing? I remember my grandpa laughing. Talking about, I know she was going back there rubbing down on how icy hot. That's it. I always use that joke. I was like, that's why I said, you know, I be, I was saying about Maxwell when he was doing that, uh, what's that, uh, that, uh, when they go, when he was doing that knee dance. So I said, he went down right there and put on some icy hot. But, but Tina, I don't care if she's putting on icy hot or what, you ain't, you didn't see it on say, baby. Tina Turner came out and gave a show on top of show on top of show on top of show. Got her young dancers and backgrounds couldn't even hang with. That was, I was like, whoa. And we was up close. So I was just like, oh, my God. I was, just, I, was just, I, I was just, the first time I was in awe, I could not believe. I was like, wow. I had never seen that much energy. Sixty-some years old. You young girls, we ready to file out 50. One, I be saying, uh, uh-uh. uh. That's I always say, Tina Turner. You can't fall like a Tina Turner right here. I'm a seventeen years old up here dancing. And I've been her forty year old, thirty year old, twenty some year old dancing. Y'all, 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 y'all got me kicked. 
Man, I never. I I'll just say that one of the best female performers, if not probably the one of the probably the top of all time. But the one thing I will always remember about Tina Turner, and I've heard a lot of stories over the year about years about Tina Turner. I mean, even when we did, um, I I I you guys know that uh, my, one of my one of my first interviews on the Carlotta Chatwood show was from Diary of a Hollywood Street King, Jackie Jasper. Shout out to Jackie. Uh, Jackie gave me one of my first interviews, and I remember Jackie told me so much about the in- industry. And you know, Jackie's the one who broke the story. I don't even Hollywood Street King. They, you know, that was a rough. That they they be coming for your head right on. That. <laughs> but he, I remember he taught me, told me so much a lot about blogging and the industry and stuff like that. And he even spoke on Tina Turner, <laughs> some things about Tina Turner, because you know he won. Uh, I think he had won a Grammy with Ice or whatever. Um, but one of the stories that I will always that, that I can bring this up because very few people know the story, but it is fact. Okay, I brought up the good, but I'm bringing up the bad. Okay, I'm just gonna say this: Look up Tina Turner, what Tina Turner did to Randy Jackson, Randy Jackson, Janet Jackson's book. <laughs> the Jackson. The J- I can't forget that story ever. <laughs> I can never forget it. It wasn't funny when I heard it, but I can never forget the story. Let me see if y'all can Google it so I won't be telling y'all to Google it. I won't talk about it today. I'll talk about it Saturday, but y'all can look it up tonight, okay? Tina Turner and Randy Jackson of the Jack. I ain't lying. It's a real story, and Randy Jackson confirmed the story. <laughs> Tina wasn't no joke. He's trying to a lot out of you. <laughs> okay. Okay. It happened. According to Randy Jackson. I'm telling you, in 1988. Yeah, y'all got to look it up. I might talk about it on the show. <laughs> but, boy, I was like, what? Okay, that's old T. Old, old T. Some of y'all probably did not know. And they did not put her in jail, okay? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Thank God he didn't because we got to see the great, I mean, like, I mean, we got to see the greatness of Tina Turner, okay? Tina Turner was fire, okay? I'd never seen that like that in concert, and I still have it, okay? In terms of being that age and at that high of a level. I'm talking about high of, high of a level in movement has Beyonce at almost 70-some years old. Not this Beyonce with the toe, the toe hurting and leaning up against stuff. I'm talking about the Beyonce like back in uh, uh, back the last two that she had before the, the owner run. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, she had the energy like that, a Janet, yeah, like at at they prime. Okay. At sixty some years old, that's unbelievable. No, I'm not. I and listen, you can go get old Tina Turner uh, concert footage and stuff. I ain't lying. You gonna see? I ain't lying. 
I'm sure they're going to be having all kinds of documentaries. I haven't seen so many Tina Turner documentaries, but I'm sure they're going to have all kinds of documentaries and stuff with Tina Turner playing this week, and y'all will see Tina was the truth on stage, okay, in heels, like big old heels. Child, I be getting tired at, 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 at concerts when I be walking in here. I be like, oh, Lord, I can't I don't even understand. Tina Turner was 67 years old, coming down there, step, moving. I was like, hell, what in the world's going on around here? I mean, look at here, what's she drinking and eating? That's a bad girl. That's a bad girl. Rest in power, Miss Tina Turner. Bad girl. Okay, now let's talk about this week. Kim Kardashian says she cries her sleep to, to cries herself to sleep some nights while raising her children as a single parent. There is nothing that can prepare you. And I wanted to read this to you because we've been having a lot of these celebrity girls out here trying to make y'all think it's easy and all that stuff. I'm having these babies that these daddies being married, these daddies being being around all this stuff, trying to make y'all think it's easy. But listen to Kim Kardashian, okay? Who probably got nanny. This is from the insider.com. She said, Kim Kardashian says she cries herself to sleep some nights after particularly stressful days as a single parent. Kardashian discussed the hardships of motherhood during an upcoming appearance on Jay Shetty's podcast. On Purposely Jay Shetty, according to People, the outlet reported she discussed parenting the four children she shares with Yee, the artist firmly known as Kanye West, North 9, St. 7, Chicago 5, Psalm 4. Uh, Kardashian told Shetty that parenting is the thing that has taught me the most about myself, according to the outlet. Okay, so let's see if we can listen to a little bit of this. I'm going to try to get this up for y'all. Okay, here we go. Sometimes it's nights where it's just we are going hour by hour to see if we're going to survive. One of the most talked about women in the world is Miss Bogey. She is the queen of Okay. I'm trying that was the wrong clip, so I'm trying to get y'all the right clip. But um I get y'all the right one. Let's see here. Okay, I'll read to y'all what she she said because I can't find that right clip. But um, Kim says some pretty heavy stuff. And... um, Let's see. I thought it was uh, pretty interesting, but she says, it has been the most challenging thing. She says, there are nights I cry myself to sleep. Uh, Like, holy shit, this fucking tornado in my house. Like, what just happened? Kardashian added, you know, uh, with all the moods and the personalities and sometimes they're fighting and you know there's no one there, like, it's just me to play good police officer and bad cop. The mother of four continued by telling Shetty she's working on being a little bit firmer, but acknowledged that parenting is really fucking hard. That's the only way I can describe it. It is the most rewarding job in the entire world. It is. 
There's nothing that can prepare you, Kardashian said. I don't care how long you wait. I don't care what you're waiting for. You are never prepared, but you will figure it out, and it will make you so proud of yourself that you figured it out and you go, you got, and that you go through the, the day, okay? Um, and she said, everyone says the days are long and the years are short. And that couldn't be, like, a more true statement, Kardashian told Shetty. So, like, when you, you're in it, I mean, especially when they're babies, you're feeding. There's madness going on. It's full madness. It's the best chaos. So, okay, uh, listen, I am telling she said, we're going hour by hour to see if we're going to survive night by night, Kardashian said. If a tantrum comes in, oh, my God, your life is completely upside down. But it teaches you so much more about yourself than I think anyone, any parent could have ever anticipated. And you know what? Listen, shout out to her because I think that is a very true. I know a lot of people are getting on her on Twitter talking about she is a, she has nannies. And that's true. She probably does have nannies. But she probably also wants to – she wants she, – nannies are there for help. They ain't there to be the parent. And there probably are times where she's just saying, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to do it. It's four of them mugs, Okay. And it's hard when you ain't got the nobody else here, you know what I'm saying? And you trying to do that on your own and with the nanny? She's saying it's hard with the nanny. Okay, so that's what I just want to say to you girls, because some of you girls be thinking it's, 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 it's uh, having children is something deep. Listen, I'm going to tell you. I had my little cousin when she was a baby for a few months, summertime. I had her, and I had her when she was a little baby, and I, me and my grandma was both taking Child. Oh, I never I said, what in the world is going on? I put her to bed, and I, child, when she, I, sometimes she'd wake up in the morning before me. I put, I go to sleep, putting her to sleep. I put her down on the bed, and I'd be like, okay. And she don't find me to sleep. And child, in the morning before I, before I had to go to work, I feel something kicking me in my stomach. I was like, oh, Lord, what in the world? Then they be hitting me in the face. I said, oh, Jesus. I mean, and she be up looking at me like, eh. <laughs> I be like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> what in the world is going on? Child, that was for a few months. I was, about to, I was like, oh, Lord. Jesus <laughs> crying. It couldn't eat. I was like, I ain't child. That was an experience for four months for me. I can't imagine you doing that for years. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> hey, I'm telling you, ain't no joke. I have a new appreciation. I was like, hey, 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 hey. I got a new. And it was so funny because when I was when I had, had I would call her debate first. You know, the first week or so, uh, the mama. My Amy, I would call her up and something, but she could hear the baby. And I was like, after about a week, child, I didn't hear that no more. And she she barely called once a week. She was like, she was so happy to get a break. She was like, child, she was barely calling me. She like, oh, I think she okay. <laughs> I was like, no, you need to hear some of this screaming. You need to hear cookie, cookie. I was like, diaper changing and stuff like that. Shoot, I got respect. Hey, I love, listen, parenting process ain't no joke. I just experienced it about four to six months. Yeah, Lord have mercy. Yep. Shout out to the healthy, waking up in a minute, making sure they, they ain't breaking their schedule. I'm like, oh, Lord, 
viral. She went on to share that she and her husband, Dwayne Wade, split 50 50, which has been an ongoing discussion around dating and mod- modern gender roles between couples. While social media fixated on whether or not it was necessary for a, the multimillionaire couple to split bills, nuance from the clip was lost in all the uproar around the incredible demands of things like the black tax, financial trauma, trauma and money scripts. Union mentions that she and her husband have to support other households outside of their marriage, which puts pressure on her to get up and work constantly. She alludes to guilt or pressure that doesn't allow her to sleep in because of her worry that somebody might not eat. When considering the concept like the black tax, where successful black individuals support members of their immediate and extended family financial, financially, some might feel through Union's revelation of her films, it's a poor attempt to relate to the less wealthy general public. It will seem, however, that more money people make, the more they have to give away in support of others from the outside looking in. And listen, black people, other people from other cultures, this happens so much within the black community because most of the black community, I know y'all see Jay-Z and Beyonce, and all these figments of y'all imagination of TV celebrities who make it seem like the black community then blew up, like we flossing and, and everything. But actually, the black community is still the lowest on all the all the poles, poverty and everything else. These people are an illusion that black black uh, black wealth is happening in America, and it's simply not. So you have a lot of times when you have uh, somebody in the family who's making just a little bit of money, you can have a lot of pressure on you financially to take care of people, to help people. It ain't got to be a million dollars. It could be 100000 It can be 50000 okay? <laughs> right? You know, some people hey, God, I need... You know we ain't doing so well over here. You know, And black people, black American people, I mean, you know, especially in the 70s and the 80s and stuff like that, I mean, it's like it was like extended families everywhere. And sometimes you have relatives that, was, you know, you know, that need money and you need to go over there and take them something, their parents and stuff like that. So I can't imagine what it's like for millionaire status, people like Gabrielle Union, Dwayne Wade and stuff like that, okay? So I'm very aware of the black tax. Now, getting back to Gabrielle Union, though, Okay. When I talk about hypergamy over here, and I tell y'all to go listen to Chloe, I just, let me. I always have to make this disclaimer with people because people can't understand. Like I mean, tell y'all to like to listen to some people on YouTube I like, but I don't agree with every subject they put up. Okay. Everything they say, I believe that people can have a diversity of thought and everything, and you can still like them. Okay. I like the five on Fox. Do I always agree with them? Heck no. But I do like watching. Sometimes they say something make me think differently about something. Sometimes I don't. You know what I'm saying? I used to like Rachel, what's her name, Maddow on MSNBC. Did I like everything Rachel said? Hell no. But I can, some things I can give with. I like Keith Overman one time. So, this What I am saying here is when I talk about Chloe and hypergamy, a lot of times black women, 
specifically have not been taught to value the importance of healthy relationships and healthy, um, how can I say this, and trying to find, and it's hard in our community because we all struggle with different things. Hell, I, sometimes everybody have money struggles, all kind of stuff, okay? It, it's always real, okay? But it's hard for black women sometimes to accept people taking care of them, men who want to financially be the breadwinner. That don't mean you just do nothing. You can help. There are a lot of ways women do things other than go make money. Women take care of children. Sometimes women take care of the household. Sometimes women are doing other things, running business. It can be a number of things. Okay? Or maybe you just didn't get your nail style looking pretty every day. Whatever the fuck, if your husband allows you, then that's okay. Okay? When I talk about hypergamy, I'm saying I'm okay with a man being the head of household and financially taking care of you. Now, I know black women, I'm not saying I saw this chick this week. Let me pull her up. Okay, because I want to talk about this, okay, because some of y'all are sending me this chick, and I ain't talking about her, okay? But now, she got a fool out there, some fools out here who willing to do this. I, I ain't got nothing to say. That's her business, okay? But let me put this out here, okay? Uh, wait a minute, if I can find it here, what y'all sent me. I got to y'all know how to be slow, okay? Uh, let's see. Right on here. I'm going to find it in there. I got to take that. Give me a moment. Give me a moment. Okay. Um, let me just see it. All right, but this one woman was talking about something. I just said, okay, don't we, you know, sometimes you don't want to be ridiculous, okay? But, but okay, here she is, okay? This chick y'all sent, okay? I know her name. I don't know what show it was from, but I'm going to send, I'm going to spit all to provide. I'm not going to work 16 or 20 hours a day or a week to provide for my family. Here's a man. You have the penis. Go get a job, get three jobs. My man has two jobs. Go get seven jobs and two side hustles to buy me the things that I want because I'm a woman. Man should always make a way. I feel like I'm not going to work my hands to the to the bones to provide. I'm not going to work 16 to 20 hours a day or a week to provide for my family. You're the man. You have the penis. Go get a job, get three jobs. My man. Go get seven jobs and two side. Go get seven jobs or two side hustles. Would I mean just okay? Oh, <laughs> <sighs> uh, listen, listen, listen. I understand some households where you you may need to work. Okay, your woman may need to go out and work if she needs to. And there's a lot of it depends on. And some women may agree to work, and they may got a lot of money. Um, you know, or you can be uh, going to school or you can be uh, learning how to, you know, coming up with other ideas maybe that make you financial. I, I never think it should just be a woman. I mean, you know, 
I mean, if you marry, listen, here's my thing. Okay, now, I'm going to say this, okay? I don't believe in nobody going to get seven jobs to, so you can just sit up on your ass. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's just crazy, okay? But what I will say is if you're married to a man who is a very, very wealthy and he got it going on or whatever, then your job, let me tell you something, ladies, okay, to be with dudes who got it going on. No, 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 no. I'm talking about the got it going on. Like I'm talking about Jeff Bezos. No, I'm talking about Jeff Bezos, okay? There's a couple of things I would say you need to do, okay? First of all, I don't think you should just be sitting up. You know, being Jeff Bezos' woman is a job in and of itself because you probably need to become culturally aware of different things because you're dealing with high-end, very wealthy people. So you may need to, you know what I'm saying, uh, you may need to take some, uh, what's some classes? What's some, some, some of y'all, not all of but they usually take, uh, what is it, um, what are these classes called? Y'all know, what is it, some charm classes or whatever they used to have years ago? They still got them out here, model, like how learn how to walk better. You might need to keep your weight down, eat differently, uh, because you're out in the public eye, you're moving with him, you're a piece. You know what I'm saying? You're not just his his wife or his girlfriend, but you're a piece with him. So you, that that is a damn job. Okay. No, 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 no. That's a damn job, Okay. And so, to me, you owe it to Jeff to be, you know, making sure you eat right and, you you know, you ain't got no bonbons. Because, see, some of y'all, see, this is what happens. I'm going to tell you the truth because I know chicks who out here who do take on the masculine energy and they be looking child. They be looking like they, they be looking like they, they not only taking care of the kids uh, and when they get home cooking dinner and doing all this stuff, but they, they, be, they be working 20 hours a day. I, <laughs> I mean, it'd be messed up. It'd be messed up out of the street, okay? I'm just telling you the truth, okay? But, I, and I understand that sometimes that has to happen in relationships, okay? I understand that people, two people got to work, okay? I get that. I, I understand that. However, this chick, she has to look outside of, it's not a lot of black, I mean, you know, some black men in America, but it's not a lot of uh, a big choice of wealthy black males. So she may have to go, she's talking about she wants somebody working two jobs and all that. Well, no, dear, what you want is a different type of lifestyle with a wealthy man, and your man should not be working too – you need to let him know. Uh, basically, you care for him and you love him, but you need to let him be single so that he can afford things on his own, and you go look for that dude that you want, okay? Because uh, you got this brother out here working too <laughs> – She's pretty. She got to work three, four, five, five, five. That ain't in your bracket. So you need to probably be, you might, you might need to do some more stuff to get yourself in the right bracket that you want, okay? If you're dating a Jeff Bezos, though, that I want women to know. Or if you're dating a celebrity man or whatever, that's a job. Okay, you got to go on a red carpet with his ass. So that's a job. You got to look good. Okay? And, yeah, I understand those males is different. They making millions of dollars, not all the time. Sometimes they faking it. But a lot of times they making a lot of money, and they only require for you to get, hey, you got to, like Lori Harvey, you and Lori Harvey, you talking about that $1,800, what's she talking about, 1,400 calories? Some of y'all was like, what? 
But she was saying she worked out in the gym twice a day and whatever. So she's professionally dating out there. She's dating, what's her name? She's Steve Harvey's daughter, and she's dating Idris, whatever. She was dating Michael B. Jordan, and she started dating the Idris boy. And everything. she got to look good. Okay? Her job is entertainment and dating entertainment. Okay? So sometimes when you are the best one, your husband all day, you might be eating bonbons. I mean, not bonbons. You might be eating healthy bonbons and 100, maybe 50 calorie ones or some little diet ice cream or something, diet bonbons and working out two days a week, I mean, two hours, I mean, two times a day and getting your, keeping your hair fresh, your nails done, everything, because part of the thing, and maybe culturally becoming aware of, you know, reading, uh, moving, because you are with a dude who has a different pedigree. You know what I'm saying? So that's, so that's a whole nothing that was been a regular dude out in these streets working. Now, some dudes who work uh, regular, nice jobs and stuff like that, uh, they don't have a, they wives don't work. Sometimes that is, you know what I'm saying? They go, they go into school. They got a lot of other things going on, or they, they, uh, or they do something. And sometimes somebody's income can help cover two people for a minute or whatever, while the person rests to take a moment out of the market and stuff like that. I know people like that and stuff like that. Um, and that, and that can happen, okay? Um, but. You have to understand what you want, ladies. If your man is having to get out here because you talking, about, I ain't gonna be, I ain't gonna be uh, up here with you know. Now it's different when you married and somebody maybe somebody fell from wealth or something. You may have to get out and help and work it out. And hey, that's it, it happens. Okay, that's life. But if you have a certain thing that you set out for. Are you with a dude and he's saying, well, shoot, I, you know, I, you want to go on the, I, you want to go to on the, on the, on the yacht. And, you know, my job only pays for this little piece of yacht. And you like, he going out to get two and three jobs and you like a certain type of wine and you like a certain type, you like, uh, uh, what's the, what's the kind of clothes? You like, uh, Prada's and, and Louis and Birkins and, and all this stuff. And you know, his ass ain't making, but. Uh, maybe 150, 120, or something. and your ass is asking for And you make him go get a second one. You got your tax bracket. And you need to say, you know what, I'm going to let you build up a little bit more. And you going to rework your stuff and go try to find you somebody or go to work to help. But don't be sitting up here making nobody go get three and four. Five and ten. Right. <laughs> you need to find somebody you you can afford she can afford. She don't need to be making my man better work seven jobs. I'm like, seven? Seven. He gotta work seven. <laughs> and I talked about my own grandparents and listen. Like I said, my grandfather was the breadwinner. My grandfather was, but sometimes my grandfather was not the money person. He was not the money manager. My grandmother was. And one of the, he was a final decision person. But one of the things I will say that I remember once my grandfather, we, I was very young. I was, and this is the story I'm telling y'all, but my grandfather, this is, this is just a kind of, they was the great, that generation was, is a difference. 1930s people, you, it's a whole nother, they different from everybody. You know, they wild. 
okay? <laughs> but I'm after depression, Great Depression babies, wow. You know what I'm saying? So my grandfather, I remember once him getting, he worked for this prominent um, this, this construction company for years, okay? And uh, I remember him once getting laid off. And all he found out from some of the some of his job people that all the uh, this is in the seventies, right? Like maybe late seventies, and or like nineteen seventy eight, seventy nine, because I was young, and I can still remember this. And he found out all the whites were working, <laughs> doing some form of work, and so my grandfather, he was different, okay. And so my grandfather gets out the phone, and so my grandfather gets dressed. So I get to know the way, so my grandma's like, what are you doing? I thought you're going to be laid off for me. You got to file, you know, the unemployment and everything, and, you know, something like this or whatever. And my grandfather goes, uh, get, uh, he said, get dressed, get the baby. He said, "We I'm, y'all, y'all drop me off down here at, at work. And my grandma's like, what, you got laid off? He said, drop me off at work. So he pulls up to the thing, and I remember the doors were open in this, and you see all these males, and it's like right, a lot of white guys in there, and they were working. And I remember my grandfather, I remember my grandma saw, oh, my grandma in the car, like, oh, Lord, he's so crazy, or whatever. And you can hear my grandfather go in there, and the man's like, uh, Levi, what you doing here? Here, And my, my grandfather starts working, cooking up stuff, and he tells us to stay there for a minute. So we sitting there watching this. We sitting in the car. We can hear because our windows are there. And he said, hell, my family got to eat just like yours. <laughs> <laughs> it was very different. It was different. <laughs> different, okay. I never saw a grandpa probably. Not. I mean, he had those times with construction, you know, that times when they be off, but not a layoff, like layoff, layoff. You know what I'm saying? Like they have days sometimes a week off or here and there because they waiting in between jobs or whatever. But he worked big construction, like for concrete, egg, railroad, and. I remember my grandma just rolling, like, and he coming back out to me, y'all going home. I'll see y'all later. Come back at time when time you meet. I will never forget. <laughs> he put himself back to work. And when we got home, my, girl, and my grandma said, you going to have to fight. He said, I ain't doing it. He said, I'm going back to work more. That was hilarious. But that's the type them, they was different. They come through. You're talking about these people come through the harsh races. And he was born in Mississippi. You know what I'm saying? Where they, they Mississippi, they was doing all kind of wild stuff, hardcore. So they come from the hardcore South and stuff like that. So they, you know, and, and there was a different energy and a different type of masculinity <laughs> compared to, I would even say, baby boomers and X. It's just a different time frame. So those type of men would get out there and work, you know, a couple of jobs or a job or two to support their family. But it was also a very different type of women at that time, too. And um, and for us, you know, we was getting black tax, too. And we were... <laughs> And we wouldn't you know, have a whole lot of money. Well, people perceive certain family and stuff, perceive them to have a lot. So they would sometimes be helping people and all that stuff. So that that is a lot of weight. But my grandmother, you know, she would only go get little jobs or little things she wanted if she felt like it was getting tight or a little something like that. She'd get something for herself, you know, little stuff like that. Her stuff, most of the time, I remember just being fun job. <laughs> But 
I didn't realize how much they were just really making it here. You know what I'm saying? How much because we we it I we always lived really nice. Probably they were probably living a little bit beyond their thing. You know what I'm saying? But I I remember that type of energy from a male. So there was never any question who the male was in the house. But also he respected my grandmother because at the time my grandmother was not only just taking care of her, uh, my him, our household. She was she's she's also taking care of a grandbaby, you know, who she's been having since she came from the hospital. Like the, I came from the hospital, right? I, they took me out. They they had me with them when they came out the hospital, right? Yeah, uh, uh, and even though my mom stayed for a minute, but my grandparents were mostly the caregivers. You know, they were caregivers from the get go. Uh, and so she has this kid she's taking care of, and she has her own parents. So she's taking also care of her parents who are getting older and sick and stuff like that. So very different vibes. So she didn't, you know, a lot of times my grandfather would take on that, uh, a lot of that heavy lifting, okay, uh, of that. You know what I'm saying? So, I, I mean, I think that I, I do understand some, when I say hypergamy, that sometimes males, you know, men want to be men. Men want to run their house. I mean, not run their houses where they don't have any not ignoring you and your needs and everything, but they like to be the protector and the provider and everything. But that doesn't mean that, that you can't help sometimes if you need to, or you don't, you don't, or you can't have your own money and your own job. What I said is it's crazy for Gabrielle Union to be sounding out here like, I'm sure sometimes I'm scared to wake up in the morning because I'm like, girl, you got to keep the work. I'm scared to sleep in because I know I got to work. When your man sitting over there with $200 million, I said it, $200 million. I ain't going to be worried with $200 million. My money just going to be fun money. <laughs> okay? I'm not going to be worried. If I'm worried with $200 million, Dwayne, we live in too, it's too high. We take care of too many households, okay? It's too high. Hey, them kids is almost grown over there with Dwayne Wade. Them, that child support's almost you ain't he ain't got no child support because he was he had the kids and they that one is old, almost, and that other one is uh almost grown out here. And the side baby might got a few more years, but child, two hundred and he ain't putting no in y'all got that little other little one got in here. Child ain't nobody should be out here struggling with no two hundred million dollars, child. Ain't nobody should be struggling. Gabrielle you okay? <laughs> what I said, and I meant every part of it, okay? Gabrielle Union should not be struggling when Dwayne Wade got $200 million. That's why I said, you going with Dwayne Wade, that should be just fun. You being Jeff Bezos tonight, Jeff Bezos talking about, we're going to split this 50 50. I'm like, Jeff, I can't sit with you, another 50 50. Ain't nothing, I, I can't even afford your 50 50. You got a big lifestyle. What's, what's this going to do? Jeff Bezos is not going to be expecting you to sit no 50 50. Okay? He's going to be like, child, keep your little checks. That's cute. Oh, look at that little check. Oh, 
could just go look at Gabrielle Union's if he was saying Gabrielle Union. Ah, oh, that's so cute. Put it in your savings. Oh, that's cute. That <laughs> look like Jeff. She Gabrielle Union. Jeff, you split. We gonna split this fifty fifty. Jeff gonna be like, child, hey, you can't see. Child, you can't. You can't handle my bills, okay? You can't handle the Wayne Ways bills, Gabrielle. Yeah. Well, I'm taking care of my family and stuff like that. Girl, bye, okay? You should be, yeah, you can give a little bit to your family, but it should be relaxed. Your stuff should be taken care of. Shouldn't be no 50 of that household. Dwayne Ways be like, I got this, and I got my people. If you need to take care of somebody over there, that's okay. If you, if you got a problem, I'll come in and help you. You shouldn't be on there coming out. I'm scared of, Oh, Lord, if I don't go to get no job, you better work, girl. I'm like, you better work? What's $200 million? Like, I, I, I understand money keeps going, and it depends on how big your lifestyle is and stuff like that. But it shouldn't be that big. Say, well, I'm having, I'm jerking about my thinking, oh, Lord. Because compared, they say her net worth is about 20 to $30 million, or some people saying that, and compared to his $200 million, how you gonna split the bills? So you gonna go broke fast, okay? Because I know Dwayne got a big old life there. Okay, come on, man. don't be joking. Next, Jackson Mahone was arrested on May the third after a restaurant owner alleged that he grabbed her forcibly and kissed her at a Kansas establishment. This is from MSN.com. It's talking about Chief Patrick Mahone's break silence on brother Jackson's arrest. It says. Uh, he uh that uh that uh City Superstar quarterback Patrick Mahomes broke his silence on the incident on Wednesday. It's kind of a personal thing that I'm going to keep to myself, Mahomes told reporters in his first meeting with the media since his brother was hit with three aggravated sexual battery charges according to TMZ Sports. At the end of the day, I come here to play football and I try to take same time. So just kind of keep it to myself. So I just kind of keep it to myself and go out there and play football when I'm in the building. The 27-year-old was asked afterwards if he would balance the arrest with his football career afterwards, and he continued to preach his commitment to both situations. The 27-year-old was asked afterwards how he would balance the arrest with his football career afterwards, and he continued to preach his commitment to both situations. It's your family, Mahone says, but you have to come in here and do a job. And that's what I try to do every day. The arrest uh, allegedly stemmed from an encounter between Jackson Mahomes and a woman sometime in February. He also was accused of shoving a male member of the woman's wait staff earlier in the evening for TMZ. Uh, based on Wednesday's media session, it's clear Patrick is not comfortable speaking on the matter publicly and stressed that he wants to keep his feelings on the matter private and separate from his football career, okay? Let me just say this. Patrick Mahomes was having time to have with that family. But allegedly, man, mama was, and the only one ain't act out is his dad. He got a family like Megan Mark. <laughs> the white side is acting up. It was the mama acting up. It was his wife acting up. And his half white brother. Child and the, the daddy, the only one they say no acting. You don't hear nothing about. Except for the smoking on burls, you know, when 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 he wanted to sing. But listen, in Kansas City, they have had something to say about Britney, Patrick's brother, and his mom. Okay, it's been a mess. I mean, Patrick's been dealing with a lot. He finally got his mama and his wife to calm down. Now the brother is still out here just acting a fool. Okay, 
Now, I, hey, I respect Pastor Mahomes for keeping it quiet. You know, that's your thing. you like, oh, man, this fool. You don't want to say, this is a fool I got out here with this brother. This brother, I don't got a fool for a brother. You don't want to say that because you're, you're trying to help him and stuff like that. But in case somebody know Patrick Mahomes, give him a little piece of advice. If your brother continue to act a fool out in these streets, like they say allegedly he's been out here acting a fool, you might have to cut him off. I just be telling people, okay? Because, listen, sometimes family can be the worst. And they think you owe them something because they your family. Now, I'm not of that uh, 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 idea. I don't believe that whatsoever. It's just damn. Okay? If you acting a fool and you a fool and you crazy and you mean and you rude and you don't have no respect for me and my situation, you ain't got to have no respect for you. And blood ain't that thick to me. Especially if it ain't important to you. So if you have a brother that's constantly put, or a relative that's constantly putting you in the ish, and you have to constantly put yourself running out there, oh Lord, I'm gonna have to pay for his lawyer fees. Oh, I'm gonna have to pay for this food. I say you got one more time, folks. You got one more time. Or I'm gonna leave you out. You gonna be out in the streets. You gonna have to be selling stories about me. You ain't gonna be able to come back over my house. And security guard meet you at the door. Why? Why you got to do this to a family? Because sometimes family hates you more than the average person. They, do. they hate your career. I'm not saying this is a situation with Patrick Mahomes, brother. I'm just saying that sometimes family. Sometimes family is the most jealous, the most hateful, the most angry, and can quickly take you out. They can hurt you, everything. Remember the story of Roger Trotman. I never heard the story of Roger Trotman. Second time, was time, time. Roger Trotman's brother. Let's see. You can look it up here. That's why I just want to say. I'm not saying this. I'm not saying this is. This is. This is. This is. This is. This is uh, 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 the same. Uh, this is Patrick Mahomes. But I'm saying. This is what people can learn, okay? Fox Innovator from Hamilton Hill, uh, let me see, uh, killed 22 years ago in one of the region's most shocking murders, okay? It's been 22 years, and this is from Dayton.com, and this was written, this was written in 2021. It's been 22 years, so it's now been 24, since Roger Trotman, one of Dayton's most gifted and well-known musicians, tragically died. Trotman, an R&B recording artist who pioneered the same funky dating sound, was shot several times in the alley behind his music studio on Salem Avenue, April 25, 1999. He died at this American Hospital. The gunman, the musician's older brother, Larry, was later found dead of self-inflicted gunshots in the driver's seat of a black Lincoln on Harvard Boulevard. The shocking incident stunned music lovers around the world. Trotman and his family originally from Hamilton had formed the Zap Band in 1978. The Pelion Minutes of the Dance with hits like Morse Bounce to the Ounce, I Can Make You Dance and Computer Love. Okay? In 1988 interview with Dayton's Daily News, Roger Trotman recalled his start in the music business and the lesson his father, Rufus Collins, him. Um, let me see. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. 
Roger recalled his father told him, I did that so you were understand instruments are merely a vehicle to express what's inside of you. If you had just picked up one instrument, it would have limited you. Oh, I love that. He's saying the instruments, various instruments. Let me read that whole thing. This is something I'm reading. This is society. He said, as a 13-year-old, Calvin was a budding musician, setting up gigs at Psychops and community function. He asked his father for a good problem, was told he had to learn to play one first. He had to learn to play one first. He did, learning his father's favorite song. Rufus Trotman made the same request whenever his son asked for another instrument. Trotman recalled his father later told him, I did that so that you would understand that instruments are merely a vehicle to express what's inside of you. Wow. If you had uh, just picked up one instrument, it would have limited you. Uh, and it says, um, let me go down here. Uh, for... Okay, so uh, I'm trying to find. Let's see if I say. Let me see this. Okay. You know, I always, I'm going to tell you the truth, I always thought this was a strange instrument, okay? Some people don't think that, you know, I don't know, some people thought it was a strange, uh, interesting instrument because he found down the street from Roger. Uh, but uh, I'm trying to find, if I want to uh, talk about, because I'm talking about this for uh Okay. Well, a lot of people thought that Roger Trotman's brother had, he was, uh, at one time, he was manager, I think, or something like that. Some people thought he was upset about money um, uh, um, and that uh, uh, there was there may have been uh, uh, a lot of um, anger, jealousy going on in the relationship. Uh, Larry and his brother... Roger died under mysterious and violent circumstances. Evidence suggested that for the reasons not well understood, Larry Chapman killed Roger, then killed himself a few blocks away. Now, some people still don't believe, some people, there are a lot of people who don't didn't believe that maybe that happened or whatever, but people said there was a lot of situations going on in uh, their relationship. The only thing I found strange about the story about Roger Chapman and Larry Chapman was that he drove down the street because I'm like, why didn't you just do it right then? But, you know, I don't know. But the story is that he killed himself. He killed his brother, and then he killed himself, and they had allegedly a contentious relationship. The reason why I'm bringing up this old story is because sometimes you got to realize that you got somebody crazy, and you can't keep them in your life because they're your brother, your sister, your cousin, your mama, your auntie, whoever, okay? Sometimes you got to let crazy people go and go. You done tried to give them what they need. You done tried to help them. I don't care. They family. Family. Yeah, family. Family. They, they, they family. They family. I say they don't act like family. I probably tell my family. I'm like, they don't act like my grandma and them. They family. Daddy, you shouldn't do it. I'm like, they don't act like family. And if you don't act like family, you don't get treated like family up in here. Not in my world. Okay? Because I understand what happened to people 
when they uh when when you when you uh treat people less than uh uh with less respect. And so I'm hoping for Patrick Mahomes' sake that he gets some wisdom. Because if his brother is out here acting a fool and he keep then he keep doing incidents allegedly. That means he ain't got no respect for you and he ain't got no respect for your family and he ain't got no respect for you trying to make money and supply for your family and you got to remove him from your life. That's just fact. You know, you just got to let that go. You can't be up here hanging hanging with the enemy. And the enemy can be your cousin. The enemy can be your auntie. The enemy can be your, your own mama. Okay? You can't let nobody uh, 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 be disrespectful. So you up here trying to work real hard, you practicing uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes' up here practicing football right now at the at the at these camps and stuff away from his family and his wife and his kids and he's out here running up and down the thing and then he got to go in, in in the fall and run up and down the field and risk breaking his neck and all kind of stuff while he up here want to play around and go out and do all kind of crazy shit and keep getting in trouble while you working hard and mess up his his reputation. He ain't got no respect for the work he put in. And when that happens, send his ass back. Allegedly, where all this stuff is happening. He's in packing. Packing, packing, packing. He's sitting up here acting a fool. Patrick's out here working hard, running up and down football feet. And here he is. Hey, I'm out here going to party. I mean, that's my butt. Hey, I'm out here. I don't care what's going on. This is ridiculous. Damn, really is. Okay. Just thought I'd read that. This is that's for y'all too. Anybody going through that? Remember, family is the end all to be all. I, I, I would say that all the time. Okay, Rand Stevens in Kansas City on the hospital roof. What in the world is going on around here? Why was Raz B in Kansas City? What in the world is going on? What is Raz B? This is according to uh, MomsandSnitch.com. Last night, B2K singer Raz B's brother announced that Raz was in police custody on a 72-hour hold in Kansas City after Raz went live telling his fans he didn't feel safe. Now Raz has been spotted on the roof of a Kansas City hospital trying to escape. He sure is up here every night. He's about to jump. What's he doing? I know that building. Wow. This is, that's, Mo, that's Western Missouri. That's the Cray Cray House. They have last week in the Cray Cray House for Oh, you see him up there. He's trying to lord Jesus. According to reports, Raz broke a window at, I know that's St. Louis. I thought that was more Western Missouri at St. Louis Hospital and climbed onto the roof. Okay, it's still looks a little St. Louis. Okay, that must be the old side. Onto the roof. He eventually came back inside after the fire department and police arrived. What is he doing in Kansas City? This is according to RyanSmith.com. Where's Razzie in Kansas City? Well, that's a mental war. I, allegedly, I don't know. I'm just saying that might be what's going on. Okay, I don't know. 
interesting. How did Jonathan May and Megan Good was at that Red Lobster? They say yeah, Jonathan and Megan Good was at the Red Lobster this week. This round was since I kind of TMZ. Jonathan Majors and his new boo, Megan Good, kept things low-key on their latest date, quietly slipping in and out of Red Lobster with some of her family for some grub. The Creed 3 and Harlem stars were spotted at the seafood chain Tuesday in Woodland Hills, spending three hours with Megan's mom and her sister while they chatted and went to town on some seafood. Jonathan got flowers for Megan, her mama, and her sister. Unclear if it was first time meeting the fam. But we're sure he got some bonus points for a classy move. It looks like Jonathan and Megan are showing more signs of the romance of the dick, and meeting the fam is a huge step. Girl, making good. Girl, girl. Girl, this man just a few weeks ago was less than a month and a half. It was less than a month, less than two months. He was up here fighting with the white girl, okay? Say allegedly was his preference out here. Fighting with the white girl because he grabbed his phone and it was some other chicks on it was another chick he saw on the phone. I don't know if that was you, but you and they allegedly got to arguing about it, okay? Allegedly. That's what allegedly happened. And he allegedly, allegedly put hands, and then there's allegedly other people coming out of the street on him. And you, Megan did, decide you want to go out with him. You decide you want him to be your man. I mean, I don't know if he's your, I'm a, I'm a, you know, you, he might be a good friend of yours. Maybe he's an old friend of the family or something. People, you just ain't answering about it or whatever. But people say you's out here dating a man who's been accused of domestic violence. Now, I'm going to just say this, Megan, okay, because if it's true that you're dating this man, okay, if it's true that you're dating this man, right, and instead of letting him let your coochie calm down until after he goes to court and you make sure that he's innocent, instead of and, and making sure he goes through his thing and you really are dating him and you get in a relationship with him and three years down the line, I bet not him, or a year down the line, or six months down the line, you come out with no domestic violence story. You bet. <laughs> he hit me in the face. I'm going to just keep, you know what I'm going to do? You remember on New Jack City when, uh, when in, on the movie New Jack City when the, the old man came, come to kill uh, Nino Brown, and he said, today your souls were fired in here, and he shoots the drug dealer, and the drug dealer falls out, and Ice-T, and the, and the other and the investigator both look up at at him and he start falling down. And they just put on their shades like they ain't seen nothing. That's what I'm gonna do Megan good if she get her ass beat by Jonathan Majors. I mean, what's his name? What's the boy's name? Jonathan Major. She come out, and she come out with some domestic violence charges. Put me mad like I don't even hear nothing. He This is just stupid Megan good. Okay. I don't know if he's a woman, but he might be very innocent, okay? He might be innocent, innocent, innocent. But let the man go through whatever he got to go through. You up here trying to play. What's he trying to play? Captain Saberhawk. 
Captain Saver Bro, Captain Saver Ho, Saver Abuser. I don't know. But you is not smart. Looking smart right now. Now, I'm willing to give you something because maybe he's your play brother or something out here. Maybe he's your good friend and you just trying to stand by him. Ain't nothing going on with y'all. But, girl, did you hear other people coming out? You better check your itch. I remember I had a friend tell me one time, she told me this story about something this dude she heard, you know, she was dating and she said, girl, yeah, you know, people saying, you know, he did this and all this stuff. You better check it out. Don't be sitting up there just dating him. You better find out if it's true. You better, you better start asking questions, making good. But he hit you upside your head. If he, hopefully he ain't no, I'm, I'm not saying he's abusive because he, he's innocent until proven guilty. But just in case he ain't. And abusers, let me tell you something. Abusers can wait your ass out. They can wait it out. They can wait it out. They can wait it. He can wait it out. They some, listen, sometimes abusers are very controlled. When they, when they, when they, uh, 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 going after their next victim. And they sometimes, they go for usually, usually they go for people who slow because people that slow don't catch it. Uh, oh, he got a little possessive the other night when such and such called me. And then, you know, well, he may have called me 20 times the other day when I told him I was busy, but he kept calling and calling. But, you know, I guess he missed me. Slow. He said, slow people. And then the next thing you know, you flying across the floor. Because he didn't get mad because you didn't came home later, huh? Okay. He like, I didn't, I didn't, what? I didn't know. I mean, I didn't believe those stuff. He always was so charming. He never, he never showed me any signs. So calling your phone 20 times after you told him you was busy, ain't no signs. Being jealous and all mad at every dude to come up ain't no time. I'm not saying that's what he's doing. I'm just saying. They kick slow ones. Some of y'all be knowing y'all slow out here. I'm just hoping Megan is not slow. But I looked at her trust. She might be. Okay. Megan might be slow. Might be slow. Might be slow. I see it, I see it. I hope she's not slow, but she might be. Okay. Now, you know Nike tonight. Nike, who was talking about they was pausing their relationship with Joe Moran, Ja, ja Moran. Just sold out of his shoe. Not much of a pause, huh, Nike? Hmm? After they did a welfare check on the young man this morning, because they thought, I mean, a couple of days ago, was it this morning or something? Because people thought he was acting kind of crazy or something like that, or something, something wasn't going right or something. Mikey couldn't resist. There's a lot of publicity out here about John Morant. Okay? So, Mikey decides they're going to put his shoes uh, on sale, and those shoes sell out minutes. Okay, 
This is from MSN.com. It says, Ja Morant's latest signature Nike sneaker, the Ja Morant one, released on Nike SNKRS app this morning, has sold out within four minutes of their release. Despite rumors of Nike moving on from their star Memphis Grizzly athlete amidst, amidst gun, repeated gun incidents and indefinite suspension from the NBA, the sneaker giant moved forward with the anticipated release of the shoes. Yes, because it's, it, because they had them on stock. And they uh, uh, and it's so much publicity out about him. Of course, they're gonna sell out men. Okay, John Moran was recently suspended by the league after brandishing a firearm for the second time during the Instagram video. The second incident came quickly after Morant was suspended for having a firearm with him during a team road trip in Denver. NBA Commissioner Adam Silver has expressed his disappointment with Morant. Morant, in an interview following the second incident, has made it clear the NBA will use Morant has an example of punishment for this type of behavior, okay? Nike released Ja Morant's 100 this morning, and it sold out within four minutes last, okay? That's why Ja Morant, I ain't worried about y'all. That's why Ja Morant is running around here, brandishing a gun a second time, going into, uh, what's that place? With Mama getting the fight. Uh, argument with the with the salesperson, one after a salesperson in the shoe store allegedly, and hollering at them and making them lock themselves in the storage room allegedly, uh, putting out guns on little teenagers allegedly. All these things he allegedly doing, he know. Nike ain't Nike. Them don't care about him. They just want their coins. At least I hope the young man learn to care about his dancing. Because, see, listen, these investors and people don't care about you. They'll make money off of you acting a fool. They'll make money off of you doing some stupid stuff. As a matter of fact, Nike might have sold the shoe out because they like, man, that fool might end up hurting himself out here. He still had these job marats, uh, uh shoes on the market. People... Uh, I will never forget when Shaggy Khan was on uh, 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 Larry King, and she was talking about Whitney Houston, and she was saying how she hated them having, you know, Whitney Houston, a party. When they had that Clyde Davis party, uh, and when Whitney was up eighth floor, and everybody was partying at that event. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. That was terrible. Anyway, but she was saying how the industry don't care. And she was saying that one time her one of her managers told her, you know you more you work more dead than alive. That made her straighten up real quick, okay? Shaka said too, I was trying to get off them Because I saw what was getting ready to come. When they start talking about you know you work more dead than alive. Ja. You know you work more dead than a lot, right? See, you already get an NBA problem down these streets. Man, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. If you keep acting a fool, child, they'll send you, they'll sell them uh, them shoes like a bad habit. They'll sell, I mean, like a legacy. Change your whole uh, legacy and you won't be here to experience You better love yourself because we like you don't give a damn. The NBA don't give a damn. They can give a damn about their coins. And you keep going out, keep out here asking a fool. It just makes them easier to make money off of you when you go. Okay? Funny how your shoes sold out. I'm just going to say, this is quite a lot of one-on-one conspiracy. Funny how your shoes sold out 
a little bit after you, and they had to make a wellness check on you because they thought you might have been, you know, about to do something to yourself. What's that? Nike went on and put you back on? Mm, Sounds like warning shots to me, but listen, I I ain't want to tell you how to live. You live it how you live it how you Live it how you get it. Get it how you live it. Whatever you say. I'm just telling you, you better be careful out in these streets because they don't care about you. They will sell your shoes out, of, out like a mug after you gone on the glory or wherever you gone on to. But keep studying and bugging and asking the food out here if you want to. I just that's just strange to me. The day after he goes, he he they had a wellness check on him just because he was on the internet. Sound like he was all sad and messed up and everything. Police went to go check on him, make sure he was okay. And then Nike puts the, his shoe back up. They letting you know we don't care. Okay, as long as we get this money, okay. You don't care if you out here acting a fool. We could we could punish you right now, but see, we got to make our coin. I be telling y'all, y'all can go to jail and ask like hell. Okay, I tell you, running around here doing all kind of stuff, having a good old time, and then the collector came to the bill collector came to collect. And realized he couldn't pay no more. Couldn't pay no bill. So they 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 went ahead and they went ahead and put him out there. Put him out on front street. Oh come on, y'all think people in the industry? You know everybody knew he was married. He married Leah at fifteen. Act like y'all didn't know. Yet y'all knew. Y'all was taking songs from his ass. Okay, everybody was. Right, Kelly was a hot dog, hot dude out there, okay? Right, Kelly was writing for everybody. Except she failed to do the things she needed to do. I've already said that on here, okay? The tragedy of Art Kelly. One day I'm going to give 20, one day I'm going to have a show just talking about the, I'm going to try to do 20 tragedies. 20 things R. Kelly did tragically wrong and what you can learn from. They don't care. When they making money, it's good times. They be up there. They be encouraging the foolery. Oh, yeah. That girl, that girl looks like she's 12 around in here. Is that, is that, is that, is that right? Oh, yeah. You know, you got to Hey, just as long as he's striking out the hips, we don't care. Just turn cheek, turn your other cheek, act like you don't see. You don't give a care because you was giving, cranking out the hip. But as soon as that money went blank, or them, them, them hips stopped, them hips started slowing down, child, baby. Let me you know my. I said what I said. John Morant, be careful out in these streets. I will never forget. I'm going to say one more thing. Remember Whitney Houston? Like, they, she got died when she died? Well, she down there when she was telling uh, them what? Well, she, it, was some, it was a strange thing. She was down and she interrupted an interview Clive Davis was having a thing with Brandy. And I remember she was saying, I've been swimming. It sounded like she was just trying to, I've been getting myself together, you know, and all this stuff. 
I don't know what she was saying, but it was sounding like it. And I was like, when they come to collect, I ain't saying nothing happened to her. I'm just saying that, listen, people will let you, they will let you kill yourself. They'll let you hang yourself. And then while you killed yourself, they'll party on. You got to care enough about yourself. Okay? And I hope John Morant gets that. You you better care enough about yourself because these folks sure don't care about you, baby. They'll let you be out here acting a fool with the thug bunnies and running around and doing and twirling guns in the air and everything until they get all they can get out of you. And then they'll let you go down here. Let's go down. Let's go down. We done made enough money off of this food. His basketball's all right. Time for him to go. Let him, let's let him, we won't cover it for him no more. We'll just let that food go. Okay? That's what happens. That's what happens. That's why you got to care about yourself. Okay? Jay-Z not responsible for the 1999. That's my last story of the night. Just, 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 Jay-Z and Beyonce stories is just, wow. This has been story after story after story after story after story after story. Jeez. Didn't stab me in 99 despite conviction. Victim finally speaks out. Former music executive Lance Un Rivera is clearing the air about his stabbing 24 years ago, saying Jay Z absolutely did not do it, and he insists prosecutors got it wrong when they nailed the rapper for the crime. Rivera, best known for his affiliation with Notorious B, sat down with Vlad TV and got candid about the highly publicized stabbing for which Jay ended up getting three years probation just as his career was coming up. Rivera said Jay was at the nightclub on a faithful night, but he's not the one who stabbed him in the back with a large blade. Everyone knows Jay wouldn't have done something like that. However, he's not saying who actually did it. Child, I ain't got time. You just come, you come in here 24 years later. I don't serve probation. That was Jay. I mean, I don't want to hear your story. You could have told them that 24 years ago. Shoot. You don't know who stabbed you. Shut up. I'm Jay-Z. Is you part of the the uh, the uh, what's that thing? The the publicity brigade that's been happening this week. Cause this show has been a lot. I mean, I mean, is it JV? Is it just about your because this alleged son is out here going to the Supreme Court and all this stuff? JV trying to hide his kids allegedly. Somebody sent me an old story from the old story in in, in the girl in DC too. That girl in DC. She looks like a child. That's what you see. I don't understand. Man, I know. Listen, you got to claim your children. I don't know if that's his kids or not. I'm just saying. I mean, ain't no sense in going through all of this and hiding all of this and hiding up under this. I understand you don't want to give your DNA out DNA out to every Billy Jean that comes up talking about Billy Jean. You know what I'm saying? Now my love is the girl that says that I'm the one, but the kid is not my son. You know, it's a lot of Billy Jean situations out there. Like the text is saying about it. I respect, I understand you don't give your DNA out for every Billy Jean. But you know if you knew this chick or not. 
And that girl over there in D.C. do look like you. And that little boy that was down there in that Bahamas. Hey, shut up. So I just give a good publicity this week. That's just give good publicity, Beyonce. Thank you. And I should I go check in the Ramada in. I mean, it's been a ton. Like, it was like a ton. A ton. We bought that new house. Look at this house we bought. Look, look, look. Look, look, we bought the highest house in L.A. Look, 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 look. We, we a billionaire. See, 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 see. Look, look, even though we done filled with the I mean, it's just, it was just crazy. I was just like, come on, y'all. Y'all, this is not Look, I need to stab uh, Rivera. <laughs> What's next? What is next? <laughs> What's the next story? Lemonade wasn't really about me. <laughs> that wasn't really Salon hit me in the elevator. They brother and sister. Quit playing. <laughs> nah. <laughs> Got some brothers and sisters out here. Shoot. Where's that song? Papa was a rogue. So wherever he laid his hat. Don't feel bad. Sis. My baby was wrong. So wherever he laid his hat, sisters, and when he died, all he left me was alone. But Jay-Z, in his case, will leave a little bit of fun. My daddy is a rose. My daddy still a player. <laughs> Say, see, just give me your kids, boy. You better quit playing. Sure. You know Tell him to claim his kids and send his kids. You say, fool, go pay in that thing to DNA check. You know that's your baby. Quit playing. So let me tell you something. It's not, that's going to be no good for you. If you a woman and you can don, I'm not saying them as his kids, because I said they could be Billy Jean. I, I, you know what I'm saying? But if you a woman, you know that a man got kids out here in these streets and he ain't taking care of them, you bad as him. And you putting, you putting a certain energy on your own children. You ain't got to have a relationship with them and stuff, but you need to claim your kids and send your kids. Trying to make you and me, especially if you just trying that out here. Look like you got this just blue eye in it. Okay, you trying to look perfect like a little perfect family. People know you was a hoe back in the day, allegedly. Don't do what you got to do. I saw one interview with Jay Z. It was an interview years ago, and it was a, like a women's and strippers next to him or something. Like he was all oh, they was doing something. They was massaging all the other stuff and shit. It was just ratchet. <laughs> it was years ago. It was old. It was terrible. I was like, what is this a sex? Like they, they, the dude was interviewing them and they had girls or strippers like rubbing all these. It was wild. It was wild ish. I think that was Jay Z. I saw it. it was year. It was like a long time ago. I saw this interview. I was like, what is going on here? Like, you know, some ratchet stuff. You know, you was in Korean Stephon's work. Let me just say, if these is your children, don't play no games. Don't put no, no, no things on your own kids and your own family. 
stones and give these people peace. This boy fighting awfully hard, though, because he really believes just what his mama said. And, you know, I ain't saying that is true, and I understand, I can respect, but if you know, crazy, you know, you should be, that's a, you should be going and claiming these kids. This is terrible. Yeah, they my business. I'm just trying to say. Out there, if you have illegitimate children, I mean, that you don't know about, you're not so sure, and you say, you know, I did mess with that girl. I had a little bit of fun, fun. Then you don't take the test. Okay. Don't be sitting out here talking about, I guess, maybe, I don't know. I might have something out there. Look, if you know that there's somebody out here that could be really your kid and they saying this stuff, don't take it. These people's minds. And, 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 and the kid has the right to know where they're from, okay? Damn. How terrible I'm <laughs> All right, you guys, we have come to the end of the show. Listen, I am going to try to have a show Saturday. I'm trying. I'm going to try. I can't promise y'all nothing. But I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your week, uh, the rest of your weekend. It's Memorial Day weekend, so have a really good one. Eat lots of really good food. I'm going to try to have a show Saturday, okay? We can talk more about some of the stuff we talked today. But tonight, we're going to leave out with one of my favorite sons, Jill Scott. Love you. It's the CC show. I'll cry a lot. I'm out. I'll see y'all next week. I mean, see y'all Saturday, hopefully. Right? Bye. It's hard not to listen. It's so nice. If I called you, could you call back so I could tell you that I miss you? Want to talk to you? Want to be there? Wanna hold ya, I wanna listen No babies, I'm crazy To let love like you go baby I don't know what it's all about But I'm trying to figure out So I love you I wish it took a thing or two I love you baby Come on, let me get through love you
our show. Thank you guys so much for listening to me like you do every week. I appreciate y'all for the archive listeners. Shout out to y'all. Remember, you can hit me up on uh, the Carlotta Chatwood Facebook page on Facebook. You can also hit me up on C Chatwood Show on uh, and Carlotta72 on Twitter and Carly, C-A-R-L-Y-S underscore galaxy on Instagram, okay? Now, uh, remember, sometimes I'm going to be taping shows and I'm not going to have, like, any music in them. I'm just going to tape them because I'm doing it for a new format. So every now and then you guys may hear me come on and kind of do something for a new format, and I'm going to let you know what that format is. But remember, you can always catch these shows on archives through blogtalkradio.com, okay? Or you can or you can uh, catch the uh, shows through um, Apple podcast okay we are i am on apple okay so remember apple and uh block talk radio okay and uh i want to let you guys know when i'm uploading to the new form to the new uh the new um the new one okay the uh, new platform and i'll let you guys know what that is soon okay but on the new platform it won't be like you know this one okay so uh but it'll be fun and i i I hope you guys are get excited about it okay thank you again for listening i will see y'all hopefully saturday but we're gonna go out with some evelyn champagne king i'm in love i'll see y'all bye Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.